This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. What is up, everyone? Welcome to The 20 Podcast, brought to you by BeatSource. I'm your host, DJ Spider. DJ Spider! That is right. We're back. We are here. What's up, everybody? How you feeling? How are you doing today? So glad to be back. Um... I have been DJing nonstop. It's been great. So glad to be back, you know, after the pandemic and all the stuff we went through. Um, if you want to come out to any of my gigs, peep my website, djspider.com, D-E-E-J-A-Y-S-P-I-D-E-R.com. I'll post all my events up there or hit my Instagram at djspider. Keep in touch with me. All the messages you guys send me uh, mean so much to me and keep us going, and I love it. And um, also rate and review the podcast, please, on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, all that just helps us grow. So um, couldn't be doing this without you guys, the Beat Sorcerers. You're incredible. And uh, all of our guests have been incredible. And Beat Source has been incredible. Our whole team, everybody, Vlats, Anthony, Edwin, everyone that's behind us are, you know, the greatest. Couldn't do it without everybody. So thank you to everyone. And, um, yo, today I got to tell you about our incredible guests. We keep having incredible guests, and today is no different. This dude that we have on is one of a kind, truly. He's a great DJ, a DJ's DJ. Um, he's a great person. But, I mean, when I say one of a kind, you'll hear through this podcast, but I just feel like he's one of those people that does things for the right reasons by and does things for because of music and being musical, but also can handle any sort of situation you know what i mean from all types of private events to nightclubs to anything you know and um he also has some like incredible and hilarious stories that are told on here and drops so many gems and so much valuable info um so you guys are in for a treat um he's been a fixture in new york nightlife for probably well over 15 years and now lives in la and is a fixture in la nightlife at some of the hottest clubs lounges bars and private events some of the biggest most high profile a-list private events uh from him and his wife being the official djs for the oscars DJing Diddy's 50th birthday party, which is a crazy story he tells towards the end, so uh, wait for that. Um, doing movie premieres, being up at Sundance Film Festival, having residencies at the hottest spots all around the country, working with the biggest brands. He's really built an amazing career based off incredible DJ skill and dope musical curation, along with so much more business insight that he lets you know on this um, episode. It's incredible. So I had so much fun talking to him. He's a great dude, one of my good friends, and I hope you guys enjoy this convo as much as I did. Please welcome to the show, DJ MOS. All right, welcome to the 20 Podcast. We have got the man in the building, DJ MOS. Make some noise. Sound. You just can't hear it right, right. It's all happening. It's all happening. Um, okay. Like the applause button. Like the, the applause button is going down. I'll hit it again right now. Here we go. Applause. See? There we go. It just happened. Right. Post-production, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So we are in the house. Two tired DJs coming Ooh. at you live. Uh we both of us thought we had to be here early for each other and realized we were both pulling each other out of Yeah, I just don't want to be the guys like I, I'm cuz I'm always like, "Yo, let's do it later like with meetings and like I just want to do it." 
Well, now we know. For the part two, you can come. We got to do a night one. We'll drink beer. That would be dope. I'm so much better at night. Me too. I like wake up. I mean, that's probably why we're DJs. I thought the pandemic would turn me into a morning person and be like, okay, this is my chance. Like, I get to. made it worse. Way worse. Like, I'm up all night. But it's weird. Like, I get like a. Like, I wake up at like 11 o'clock. I'm like clear headed or something. I feel like I can, like, think better. (laughs) <laughs> I don't nap at all Like I'm like I'll go to bed at like 5, 6 in the morning And wake up at like 11 And just power through the, the right. day and night Yeah I mean the, My kid makes it hard Because I have to like get up You know for Oh yeah you gotta get to school the, like, So yeah. I'll go back to sleep I'm like right. I have to perfect that side of things But um, Yes So So you DJed last night From 4 to 5 in the morning 4 to 5 I said it was 4 to 5 And that's yeah. in Los Angeles people That does not happen Here's here Here's like a warehouse party downtown Shout out to my boy Sean Ross And um Rush Davis And uh Monte Cristo And DJ Sugar, Sugar Shay But okay. uh Yeah it was like a Warehouse like House like when did it start? Like midnight. I think it started at like ten. Okay, and just goes till and it whenever. Went to four, like five, five in the morning. It was some after hours. So it was dope. It was dope. It was all. It was all dance music. Nice. It was like a little festival. It was dope. It was fun. That's super dope. But like the four to five a.m. thing, like <laughs> killed me. Right, especially in L.A., you're just waiting. You're and like, I was like, Yo. I told myself, look, I'm gonna take a nap. I'm gonna go to sleep at like ten or eleven right. and wake up at two. But no, you didn't. Sitting there watching. <laughs> Watching Netflix. <laughs> and then you're just tired as hell. Yeah. All right. Well, we're on our, like, fifth or sixth espresso shot, and uh, we oh, we out yeah. here doing this. But I'm so excited to finally have you on the show. Don't we've been me, talking yeah. about this forever. Yeah. And um, we've known each other for, what, 10, 15 years? 10, 15 years. <laughs> That's always the we were saying all these old school DJs when we see each other now, we're like, Yo, we've been doing this for 10 years, 15 years. That's 10 like, or 15 years you've known anybody. Yeah, like it. everything in L.A., they're like, how far is that? It's 20 minutes. Like everything in DJ world is 10 years. Yes. <laughs> everything everything is 20, 15 to 20 minutes from each other yeah. in L.A. And it's never 20 minutes. But I always equate things to like, I've been in L.A. seven years. Yeah. So like if I was in New York, it's about eight to 10 years ago. <laughs> so everything is like, you know. That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember the first time we met. Like, I remember seeing you at that bar in the Rivington. Uh, yeah, 105 Rivington. 105 Rivington. Yeah. And I think I was staying there, and they're like, this dude, I feel like maybe I oh, met you know what that was? That was the first when we um we had a party in New York called Baby and the Star. Yeah. But before that, we started this thing called Dance Music Sex Romance. Oh, yeah. My wife, Damon, my wife, uh, DJ Kiss and Legendary Damon, huge Prince fans. Yes. Me being a huge Michael Jackson fan. Yeah. I lost out every time on naming the parties, <laughs> obviously. But we had a party at 105 Rivington. That's where we started. And, yeah, it was dope. It was fun. Oh, super dope. I remember coming in, like, seeing you. You were playing like everything i mean classics and samples and disco and hip-hop and and tiny little club and it was just you know i don't know if that was the first time we met but that was probably the first time i heard you dj yeah Yeah. i definitely knew about you or someone told me to go see you or something i don't know dj equal or somebody told me new york was like that time in new york was just like a special time like there was so much going on it was great like you could find dope parties at little hole in the walls yeah everywhere i would go out to like five spots a night and just see, see so many djs Hear exactly. so many DJs get inspired and yeah, um, but yeah. So I mean, you've been you've been doing this forever. You know, you. I think you're you're a unique case um, in the sense of like you're one of those DJs that I feel like you come from the old school, true school DJ style and hip hop yeah. style in New York, um, but you have the ability to do 
virtually anything. Like I've seen right. you rock everything. You know what I mean? Ooh. Any kind of genre, any kind of party from like dive bar to like the Oscars to like the most high profile, high pressure thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think as, I don't know, maybe like, as you take it, maybe you take it for granted or something, but like, I think it's a very special thing. There's not a lot of DJs that could do that. You, well, know? you know, I always, you know, if you're a DJ, you're a music lover. And so yeah. it's like, and like, I don't feel like anyone just listens to one thing, right? Type of music. So, like, I listen to everything. I yeah. grew up listening to everything. Yeah. So, like, my dad was heavily into like jazz and okay. family's Caribbean. So it's like Calypso and Soca and like, and is that in, from New York? Are you from New York? Yeah, bo- I was born and raised in New York. Okay. That's like, another thing New Yorkers always say, born and raised. Born like, and raised, baby. Born and raised in LA. It's like I'm not a transplant. <laughs> like when you're in LA, it's born and raised in LA. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not a transplant. But I know. And it's rare here, too. You meet people, you're like, wait, you're actually from, from here. LA. Like, yeah. no, I'm really from Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every, everybody here is from Ohio. <laughs> Ohio. Big thing. I don't know why. But uh, no, it's, um, yeah, so I was you know, born in New York. Okay. Um, lived in Queens for a while, moved to Westchester, White Plains. And how'd you get into DJing, though? I mean, I know New York, like, DJing is, like, you know, from New York, basically. But, like, how how did you first get into it? Um, you know, my dad, like, a big, like, had a had a record collection. Everybody, everybody's dad had, like, record, records. Right. So, like, I used to always, like, mess around with those. But, yeah. you know, um, I was listening to the radio, and I, Hot 97, um, it used to be, a, like, a, a, like a techno freestyle station. Really? Yeah, for a while it was always BLS and Kiss FM were like the hip hop stations. Ah, crazy. We read a little on, on Kiss FM, but then F- Funkmaster Flex started his, his show, and I just yeah. used to listen to that show. And like Friday nights and Saturday nights, it was like he would he's DJing live for like the entire night, like, yeah. and he's playing the craziest shit. Like I'm like, what is this? Right. So I immediately was like, I want to I want to learn how to do that. Yeah. Because I was always obsessed with music and. Right. Um, so yeah, I bought. I was. I used to play basketball at this park, and this kid that I played with had turntables and a mixer. So okay. I was like, "Oh, I want to buy them off you." So it was like forty bucks. I just told him I was gonna pay him the forty bucks for my allowance. Yeah. And like for some reason, I think I spent my allowance money on something stupid. So like I didn't have the money for like three months, and the kid <laughs> used to show up to my like. And like at like nine o'clock at night, because he he drove a car. He was older than me. He had like right. a car. So he pull up on my driveway at like nine o'clock at night and knock on my door. And my mom would answer, and it was like dark. And he's like, I just ba-. my mom was like, "What the fuck are you doing? What happened?" <laughs> right. I was like, "You better pay that boy." I'm like, mom, you pay him. Like, you, no, okay. help me out. Like, you, you're like, I'm trying to get a gig to pay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get good enough. Like, mom, like, if the mom showed up, like, listen, babe, you gotta pay. Him. Like, you might have to go with them. Oh my god. But yeah, anyway, so like, I and got, now he's your manager. No, right, I'm just manager. But no, no, was, no, we got, no. I paid him, and then. So, yeah, I had, like, this rinky-dink, like, Gemini turntable. Okay. And another, like, old technique that, like, you know, when you pick it up, like, it starts. And you take it off. When it gets to the end, <laughs> wow. it just goes like this. Yeah. But it had, like, the, it had the S-shaped arm, so I thought it was cool. Right. No scratching on that. Yeah, like, the Gemini mixer with, like, the transform switch. Yeah. So, yeah, so I had that. I used to hook it up to, like, my Sony stereo. Right. In the mic jack. And that's, that's how I would get my speakers and record. And, like, I used to buy vinyl and. Crazy. Yeah. And then actually, my boy who I went to uh, went to went to um, junior high school with, he ended up interning at a uh, electric Uptown Records. Okay. And Puff was there, so he would get all the promo. Records. Oh yeah. So like, I would just get like all these like Mary J. Blige promos and yeah. like Heavy D and shit like that. So like, yeah, that's how I built my collection. 
Right. Yeah, that was the best. Like yeah. in the radio promos or Yeah. I became friends with like someone that was friends with Cypher Sounds and he would get the extra promos from Funkmaster Flexes yeah. like things and I was like, "All right, I'll take these." You know, yeah. any anything they get free records cuz it was like $10 a record basically. You know. Yeah, basically, yeah. We would like spend all of our money just to be able to DJ a club or Yeah, something. but like back in like the 90s, especially being in like White Plains, you're like we're like 45, 30, 45 minutes from the city, so Right. There was only like one or Two spots in the area where you can buy records. Yeah. So when he's coming with all these records from the city, it's like, oh shit, like, yeah. you know. So all the new stuff too. Yeah, crazy. And so, um, so you're from New York. Um, you live here now. You've been here seven years. Mm. And um, you know, I feel like anywhere that you've lived, like when you're in New York, when you're here, you seem to have like a lot of residencies. Like you're good at partnering up with people and finding your lane within each city. Yeah. And it seems like you have multiple lanes because I know you do like a lot of super high-end private events, but you also, like you said, you love music and you love DJing. And yeah. it's evident in your when you go watch you DJ and you'll do a lot of even just bars and clubs and whatever. Yeah. So what um now that you're in LA and you've been here a while, what are your residencies here? You do a Friday night. Yeah, I've been edition on Fridays. Friday okay. night. Edition. Sunset edition. Sunset edition. Um, I rotated a nightingale on Saturdays. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then I do off sunset, sunset like a couple, like a one or one or two Saturdays a month. Got it. Those are like the club residencies, but mostly right now it's like, like private events, right? You know, especially yeah. now it's like event season, so it's like you know. Oh yeah, like awards and just, Dude. and that's the beauty of having like. I guess the streaming services, I feel like there's constantly a movie or a TV show premiere going on at all yeah. times. There's no like seasons anymore. Exactly. It's just like, and having all that industry here. You're like, you know? what Netflix show is coming out? Yeah, exactly. Let me call so like, you know? Yeah, like I did a movie premiere for Amazon last night. You know, you and Mr. Best do a lot of like, You know, try to. But you <laughs> and your wife, Kiss, do a lot too, you know? And, and I feel like everybody finds their connections and their relationships within it. It's yeah. like we were talking about earlier, you know? Like, a lot of people hit us up like, yo, is your manager getting you that or your booking agent? And, yes, the managers and the booking agents are helpful and recommended and good. But at the end of the day, like, a lot of your own relationships That's what, yeah. are going to, you know, make those things come to fruition, yeah. I think, right? Like, I mean, because I see, like, I mean, you guys have been doing the Oscars. You're, like, the main DJs for the Oscars yeah, at like, this point, right? Like, the, we got the Oscars when we, like, so when we moved, first moved here. The reason I moved here is because I had... I'd met the people at the Weinstein Company. I mean, it's not around anymore. <laughs> oh my god! I used to do a lot of events for them. Too, yeah, yeah. I like, uh, took it off my website. <laughs> like, oh my god! I was like, <laughs> damn it! There are a couple. There are a couple people I work for. I was like, yeah, I got Oh, there've been so many off. nights where they're like, Harvey Weinstein's here and blah blah blah. And like now looking back on it, I'm like, like Kevin oh my Spacely, god, Kevin Spacey's birthday. Like, I know, I'm joking. I oh, same. I never I did, did that. House like, of Cards parties. I've seen all these people I at the events. Why well, kept? I've seen Kevin Spacey in the club a couple times. Yeah, that's another podcast. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, I'm joking. But um, no, yeah. So when we moved here. I was doing stuff for like Weinstein premieres in New York, and we right. got that through. Um, the Gansevoort, is the Gansevoort Hotel? Okay. Yeah, we were doing, we were doing, uh, no, the Madre. We were doing um, Baby okay. at the, Baby of a Star at Mr. H, the Madreon. And the guy who uh, does the marketing there hit me up. He's like, hey, can you do this premiere? Yeah. So I did the premiere. They liked me. So I started doing a bunch of premieres in New York. And then they were like, hey, do you want to do the Golden Globes? I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course. So we flew me out, flew me out to L.A., started doing the Globes. The Weinstein Netflix um, party. And then Kiss was like, yo, we should just move out here. So ended right. up moving out there into L.A. 
And uh, I remember we were watching the Oscars. We were like, hey, who does the after party for the Oscars? So yeah. I looked up the DJ, found out who it was, and I was like, oh, this is the Solange. I think it was Solange that year. So yeah. I was like, yo, we should try to do it next year. So this is a weird story. Like, literally the next day, my friend Mike Muse, um, who uh, he's on ABC, he's, you know, does yeah. a million things. But anyway, he right. has. He was in L.A. Hey, I'm having a house party. You should come. So I came to the house party. In the kitchen, and as soon as I get in, go into the kitchen, and introduces me to this kid. This kid, yeah. Um, and this kid Sean, and we end up talking, and he's an artist, and he was like, "Yeah." I was like, "What? So what else do you do?" He's like, "I'm the assistant for the, I'm assistant for the, um, the president of the academy." I was like, "Oh wow!" I was like, "Holy shit!" I was just talking about this. <laughs> it was just some like weird coincidence yeah. kind of thing, but like we kind of hit it off and like became really good friends, and like so around the time when they started like. His Oscars were coming up. Yeah. You know, I talked to him, like, hey, you know, we'd love to do it, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he kind of. And again, it's all about like relationships and like genuine friendships. Like, people want to book their friends, period. You totally. have to, like, yeah, you have to, like. Yeah. You have to be out there networking and meeting people and, like, you know, no one's, no one's going to take your gig. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to take anyone's client. No one's going to take your client. Yeah. It's just about meeting, knowing these people. There's a ton of events going on. Yeah. And just being around them for them to yeah. even remember and know. That's what I tell people, too. They're like, well, why can't I get booked for this? I'm like, have you ever been out and around? Like, I was saying on the last episode, too. Like, a lot of gigs I've got is just from being out there and experiencing it myself. And then they know to call me or, you know, yeah, you they just, see and you just put it out in the world. Like, I want to do this. What it, what it really and A lot of times what it is is like, look. Let's say Spider does most all the Netflix premieres, Spider and Mr. Best. And then one day, you try to book Spider, he can't do it. They can't book Mr. Best. And you just happen to be the DJ that was always there. They'll be like, yep. oh, let's get DJ so-and-so. You yeah. go in there, you crush it, then you become part of the rotation. That's a yeah. lot That's a lot of times that's how I've gotten stuff is just being there all the time. And yeah. then by chance, the DJ can't be there. And they're yeah. like, oh, it's okay, you're the next, <laughs> you're next in line, you know? Right. And it's yeah. not, a e and that doesn't come from shooting emails out. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> emails are definitely important, but being there face to face right. beats everything. And that's the thing with the going out thing. Like you said, like, Gotta yes, go it's tiring sometimes to go out and it's yeah. fun to watch Netflix and be home and whatever you got to do. It. And everyone's like, ah, ha, ha, my couch is my life. Like, yes, me too. But I still, even at the point where we're at, go force myself to, to, I'm going uh, out tonight. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't want to. And like, yeah. that's what we do. You know what I mean? I like stopped you going said, out for, I like, I stopped. Well, back in the day, like, that's another thing. I'm not going I out love, like every night to the club, but like. No, I used to love just nightlife and events. I used to just yeah. love going out to me everything. Too. And then, I love hearing the DJs. I'm yeah. like, I mean, that was motivating for me too. So that's like kind of like how I kind of like started like coming up and just because I was at everything. Right. But once I went to LA, I was like at a point, like, I don't really feel like going out. <laughs> well, in New York, it's easier to go out. You're like, all right, yeah. I'm going to meet you at the spot and then we're going to go over here and we're going to go over here. LA, you're like, all right, I got to plan this out. Yeah, like, and LA was drive. cool because like I knew like, you know, I knew Richie, Keevan, all those guys doing Oak and, and Tau Group moved yeah. out of here. So I was like, I had gigs out here. I was cool, it's but. different. But there, yeah, there was a point in time when I was like, shit got slow. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going out. I'm, I'm not yeah. dedicating the same amount of energy to right. that. So once you, once you shift that, it, I shifted that, everything kind of like. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. You just got to be, and just put out there what you want. Like here you're saying, okay, who does the Oscars? I'm going to figure this out. You know, just yeah. go out, talk to people. Who knows what's going to happen? You know, like yeah. it. you just kind of make it happen like 
with manifestation, you know, no, all you that kind of stuff. put the energy out there. Same thing happened with, like, Black Panther. It was like, I remember, like, oh, Black Panther's coming out. I was like, oh, we got to do that. Yeah. And I just literally would literally ask every fucking person that I would talk. It doesn't matter who it was. I was like, right. hey. Hey, do you know anybody doing the black, who's doing the Black Panther yeah. premiere? Like, this is like nine months in advance. Like, right. dude, I don't know. It's like, dude, I'm, I'm, your, I'm a telemarketer just calling you to say if you want to. Hi. This, dude, this is AT&T. Like, you would have to know. Like, so, no, but I literally would always bring it up in conversation and just by chance, like, eventually, you know, I spoke yeah. to somebody who knew somebody and like. Right. Yeah, you're here. Especially being in L.A., you're going to know someone that knows someone. Listen, close mouths don't get fed. You just got to like. Yeah, that's what I say. Closed mouths don't get fed or like squeaky wheel gets the grease or whatever. Yeah, you, gotta, you, know, like, yeah. you don't want to be annoying to the point where people are like, get this fool yeah, out of exactly. my face. But you want to be persistent enough where people remember that you're there. Everyone's getting bombarded by mad shit. You know what I mean? Like, I forget about things, you know, and, and then people are like, oh, you flaked out. You know, it's like I did 20 other things. I forgot. You know, I missed yeah. the text or whatever. But, yeah, you just got to like. Yeah, don't be annoying. But like just. Don't be embarrassed to ask. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And don't. Especially if you have something to bring to the table and back yeah. it up. It's not like they're going to hire you and you're like, all right, here we go. And you do some <laughs> whack thing. Like, you're going to kill it and be dope. You know what I mean? You know what you're doing. and you Exactly. So it's like you're just asking for the opportunity to show them what is Yeah, and that's like, possible. you know, they're, they're looking to book people. Like, it's, and then that's, you know. Yeah. But don't be, like, predatory and, like. Trying to become friends with people just to get right because that's people see through that a yeah. mile away, and that's a good way of just being, yeah, you know, what I'm saying if you're just Not social work. climber and trying to yeah. just pull from them but never give back, and yeah. you're there to make other people look good. Sometimes DJs get so in their head, I think, of like, okay, what do I play? What do I do? Oh, this person's telling me what to do when they don't think about anybody else, like, mm. like last night. Like, I'm there to make the event planner look good to Amazon. You know what I right. mean? And I'm there to make myself look... Like, everything has a part to it. You yeah. know what I mean? The event planner sometimes is as nervous as the DJ because they want to look good to Netflix or to the exactly. billionaire that they're doing. So you're there to sort of calm their nerves, be like, look, I've got this part handled. Yeah. You know, don't worry. If you're freaking out and asking them questions, then they're going to be freaked out. And then the other people... So it's like... I, I realize a lot of times my job is just to calm people down too. Oh, be like, yeah, yeah. we're here, we're gonna have a party. I'm here just to bring a good vibe, you yeah. know, and like, don't worry, you know, like, and yeah. and and you have to like. No, that's another thing. Like when I'm whenever I'm doing a gigs, like I get there early. I'm I'm like I freak out. I hate like I I'm, I'm I have yeah. anxiety. <laughs> I sweat a lot. I hate getting places late and having this. I usually get there super early. Yeah, and. When I meet the event planner, they're asking me, but I'm like, I'll talk to the tech guy. We'll make sure it's good. Me too. I'm like, I'm like, you guys, will, everything will be fine. That's literally how, like, that's what I, I want them, them to not be stressed. I'm at like, all. I will FaceTime with the tech guy like every day leading up, whatever you need. Yeah, like, never, I want it to be set good. You like know? when they say like, hey, we need you to be here two hours in advance, even yeah. though I think that's overkill. I'll be like, definite fine. overkill. I'm I'll sound like, check in five minutes. I'm like, I'm ready. Yeah, to I'm never complaining. But I they feel complain. better. It was last night. I got there hour early and I was ready in five minutes. And then they were like, okay, people are coming in you know 50 minutes are you ready i'm like i could push play this second yeah. like you tell me when I and i'm ready on. i'm throwing mix on low and me too like, sometimes i'll put music I said, on music is on right now it calms them down yeah like are you sure it's like one less thing you one know less thing to, worry to worry about. about yeah so that that's something i think a lot of djs they don't realize you yeah. know that, that we're there to like make even the event planners look good and exactly they're calling on you 
in the same way they're calling on an amazing chef to bring to the party exactly. or whatever it is. You know, and a lot of these event planners, a lot of event planners, let's say these event planners. <laughs> so like that sounds derogatory. These damn event these planners. Event planners. <laughs> no, a lot of event planners, like they deal with a lot DJs that just play events that don't do nightclubs. Like yeah. you and I um, coming from the nightclub world. Yeah. It's totally like they're not used to like. They, they don't know what to expect. Right. But, like, coming from the club world, it's so much easier because, like, you know how to make big people dance. Yes. And most of these events, people don't dance. Right. So when you go on and start playing, like, you're playing, a, like, I'm not saying play, like, you know, niggas in Paris and shit, but, like, go there, <laughs> like, you start playing, like, high energy and, like, yeah. getting people on the floor, like, they're just like, oh, my God. Like, right. it, you make them look good. That, that was exactly last night. Like, I remember I saw people walking in and... I was saw like kind of their ages and the demographics of you know yeah. and I was like I played a few songs saw a couple of heads bobbing and I was like all right I know what to do start going in and they're like people are already dancing so you can read and the I was crowd, like yeah. oh that's amazing and yeah. they were this they already were like breathing a sigh of relief like, I'm fine and like, exactly yeah. I'm like I know what to do you know I'm not gonna get them like Tao nightclub put your hands up but like yeah. I'm gonna get them bobbing their head and well, you don't a play four bit. fat man scoot records back to back <laughs> maybe later shit but but. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's like that kind of exactly, and, and I think, you know, I ha I was having this conversation. I forgot who I was talking to. Sorry, person, but uh, sorry to this man. No, my um, memory's <laughs> terrible too. Oh my god! But it was something about like, do you think that the nightclub stuff feeds into the private event stuff, or the private event stuff feeds into that, or does it hurt each other? And I was saying, I think just the right. Amount of each helps Like sometimes the private event people Like that I do Vegas clubs And different things Maybe if it's too much Like oh that's not the right kind of person You know and same on the private event thing If the club see you They're like oh maybe it's too too much of an event person or, yeah. You know they try to pigeonhole you But but I do think there's an element of it Where I've done I brought you know the HBO people To my Vegas gig And then boom you're doing HBO gig You know yeah. they, there's an, a cool factor of it But so I think they play into each other. I've, I don't okay, know. What do you so think? So I've had a, I've had this conversation with myself because I talked to myself a lot <laughs> years ago because because I was doing a lot of night I was doing a lot of clubs and like very few events. My wife was doing a lot of events, right? And I was like, oh, I don't understand why I'm not doing a lot. But I kept, I was like, there has to be a balance where like you can do like all the clubs and all like the hot events. Yeah, but. Now it's like opposite. I'm doing more events and less clubs, and like I really don't Same. think I like the the club, the events don't translate. The, event, the music played events don't translate to nightclubs. Right. I just don't feel like that unless you're doing like a cool lounge. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I um, agree. But the nightclub sets definitely translate to events, and like that's yeah. why I'll never stop DJing nightclubs. I don't think I'll ever like quit because there's a certain amount of just it's just a, it's like it's almost like a like getting reps in like yeah just like, like working out like practicing. working out and practicing like you're out there like because in a nightclub like people will stop dancing and you'll get like yes. in a in a heartbeat right at someone's wedding there's gonna dance like you yeah know, they have to be they at have this to event be, they have to whatever be it is it's the oscars whatever it is have, some of these people have no, haven't been out in like 10 years like right so it's That's it's true. different, but like if you get your reps in, you you go to you translate that to an event, you're gonna kill it. So, That's so true. I haven't ever I I don't know anybody who's found that balance between. <laughs> right. I mean, even D Nice was playing. I remember when we were in, I was in New York yep. ten years ago, ten to fifteen years ago. <laughs> he was doing a lot of nightclubs and he was doing he started doing a lot of events and I was like, oh, he's able to balance it now. He's doing, yeah, he's not even doing. I don't don't I don't remember last time he did a club. 
Well, at the same time, too, I mean, but I'm he's sure doing like he's doing the like events. Sta- he's can, doing stadium tours right now. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, he has a yeah. He's he's an anomaly, you know. Yo, that shit is yo. It's Club Quarantine at the um, what is it called at the amphitheater uh, here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Greek theater? No, where did he do it? The, he did Staples Center. No, no, no. The joint, it? um, the outdoor theater where like the Philharmonic and shit. Oh, uh, Hollywood Bowl. Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> How legendary is that? Dude. I just I can't get over. How dope the whole situation is with Yo, D-Nice. live streaming was the best thing for DJs it's I've ever seen. Crazy. So I, so I pull up to Hollywood Bowl, and it's like, fuck it, like, Sheila E's on stage, and, like, it's like, I'm like, what am I, what am I watching right now? Like, he's on stage playing, like, four leg arms. Like, this is, like, my dream. And, like, I'm sitting in the, I'm sitting in the yeah, crowd. Yeah, he's not playing... EDM song that yeah, he doesn't like. He's literally playing a song we're playing a dive bar at the Hollywood Bowl exactly. with so the I'm, live so people. So I sit there, I'm sitting down, and so then like dope. people start tapping me like, hey, you DJ with us? It's like, I love Club Insomnia. I'm like sitting there taking well, pictures Well, because he would have you, he would sort of pass it off to you a that lot, was, right? That, that's how the whole thing started. Like I was, I started streaming like right after he'd started like doing like the, um, you were on like, Instagram really IG Live, yeah, like early. Like he, he'd start like doing like he was just DJing on a laptop and then he started... So like I started doing um, live streaming and I would have like seven people. I think I maxed out at fifteen. I'm playing like Damn, you got seven f- four <laughs> hours. Yo, dude. At one point, my manager called me. He was like, "Dude, what the fuck are you doing? You've He's been like, on here for four hours. There's like ten people in there, <laughs> and I'm sure I think five of them are bots. So like, so like I sta- and two of them is your, is your mom. And yeah, dad. like my mom and dad just like having having me on mute. You look like, great, honey. Yeah, having me on mute in the quarter. So like. So anyway, so like um, I remember like so Kiss was doing a live stream for um Black Girls Rock, um with Beverly Bond and like so yeah I just texted D Nice just texted him just hey dude yo you like how how, how the f- like what the fuck this is yeah. crazy like you're this is the day after like he had like Michelle Obama and all those people on it and I was like dude that shit was fucking nuts yesterday blah 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 then he calls me up he's like yo so we started just talking like you know. We were just talking shit. It was fucking hilarious. But he said, "Yo, I'm gonna play for like an hour or two. I can send. I'm gonna, I'll send people to you. If you get on, I'll send people to you." I'm like, "Yeah, fuck, fuck yeah, let's." <laughs> I didn't know cause that's like that's before like we were all like raiding each other. Yeah, and shit. yeah, it was. Yeah. So like I was like I didn't really know what to expect. I was like, oh, people, are gonna, I'll right. get a couple hundred hopefully. Yeah, dude, I turned on my thing. It was like five hundred as soon as I turned it on. Then it was like a thousand. Then I was like fifteen hundred. Then it was like. 15,000. And then, like, I think it would max to, like, 25,000 people. Dude, I'm sweating bullets. <laughs> and, like, everyone, like, I'm getting... In your te- kitchen. Yo, but I'm getting texts from, like, everybody. Like, people I've spoke to, dude. I remember Jessica Rosenblum, who I love, used to manage me. Yeah, uh, she's amazing. She's fucking amazing. But Jessica was texting me, like, stop staring at the camera. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, <laughs> Jessica, stop it. <laughs> I love Jessica. Oh, my God. But it was, um, but that's how the whole thing started. And, like, I remember... I, I, I streamed for like seven, eight hours, and at the end, I looked at my Instagram, and I had thirty five thousand new followers. What, I, dude? I have literally had thirty five thousand new followers. Oh my god! I was like, oh shit. Well, that was like him. I, he had like yo, a million, dude. That's the, yeah, two exactly. million. Was like, I was like, yo. This, I was like, dude. like I remember when he had like a hundred thousand followers. Pre, you know, I'm yeah. like, wow, he's killing it. Yeah. It was like, whoa, million, two million, three million, like. But like that kind of like started like and everybody real people that love him and that love you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you ended up selling merchandise and having like your own club insomnia and yeah. your own things, and yeah. it's real people that 
love you and are dedicated that's to what, you. Well, that's the crazy thing. That's what I realized about during pandemic is that, like, the people that are following you for, the people are following you for your music. Yeah. The followers I had before, I think I was at 35, 30,000 followers before that. Right. Those are just friends and just people that are like cool and they right. see you in the club it's like and the shit. Internet, yeah. yeah. But like these people actually love the music that you play and are following you for that. Yeah, like and they're they genuine. The alert, they're going on. Yeah, and like so, like we, you know, started Club Insomnia and yo, the people, the 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 people of Club Insomnia, shout the Green Apple Crew, they are like the best fucking thing. Like it literally, to the, I get chills sometimes when I think about it because I remember one day like. Like a month or two in, they literally said, "Hey, check your mail. Make sure you check your mail. Just so that you're receiving a package." I received like this big box, and they literally made a book, like a coffee table book, like oh nice God. coffee table. There's a picture. There's a picture of me on the door. It's a club site. You open it. It's all my flyers. It's people. My sister signed it. My mom. Like what? They got everybody to like sign it and write shit and like they had all my flyers. It's like a really nice book. Right. And they sent me all this stuff and I was just like, like literally like I'm not a, I'm not a cry, I don't cry I don't like get emotional but I literally was like fuck like that's yeah yo this is the most touching amazing thing right. ever and like I was like you know what wow this is like an am- and especially in the middle of the pandemic you know what I'm right, saying right where you're almost like. Lonely, you yeah, know. You're, I mean, we, we don't I, have I, not lonely. Kidding. You have your wife, and you have the club and something. But it's like th- we were disconnected in a way. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, we de- as DJs, like I, we were, I was doing because I just love DJing. Yeah, like we. That's why I would do it for so DJ for so long in right. a row. Like I remember one time, one night, I probably did like thirteen hours straight. Oh it's like I just love playing music, especially when yeah. I have a couple drinks. Right. But I just love playing music, and like the fact that people were like digging what. And it was like it was keeping people. It kept me sane. Right, right. Like it kept me sane because if I wasn't DJing, I I would have been like, probably probably still be drinking, just sitting <laughs> from TV watching Netflix. But like, That's it, definitely that, I, that. Like as much as like people said that it helped them, yeah. they helped me. Right. That's that's huge and that's what I heard a lot of DJs say and I feel like that's such a prime example of it And eventually you you moved on to twitch and I started doing twitch, right? Yeah, I was doing I was doing both for a while and then Instagram got really crazy Right with the with with the um with the take flagging. Yeah, so but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to start doing Are you have you streamed? When's the last time you stream? Dude, it's been like I think it's the longest I've been off. It's been over two months. Okay. Um, Yeah, it's been over. No, it's been about two months yeah, but it's like you know now that things are open back up, it's like so this shit open back up. I got super busy. Me too. It's been hard. It was hard. I haven't streamed in a while. I wasn't doing it like you were, but like yeah, it's it was it was interesting because I felt like a lot of the like I again I was working a lot and I felt like a lot of that attributed to just being just visible and constantly on uh, on um yeah online working because DJing on during the pandemic and I that's what I told a lot of DJs is like don't worry about the don't worry about the followers, especially yeah. on Twitch. Like everybody was basically raiding each other. So like I would send people to Sean Mack, and you know yeah. people send me, Natasha Diggs would send me some people, and then like DJ Millie and all these, and, and my wife Kiss and all that stuff. So right, I just felt like once if you're just on it regularly, you were going to gain a follow. You yeah. people will find you. Right, it's just like going out. <laughs> it's like you're yeah. just around, you know. Like and people know. Oh. There we go. This is a dependable thing that I yeah. like, you know, in a person, and uh, I want to support this. Yeah, and then you're able to now start your own. A lot of people just started their own 
Part right. like um, Bella Fiasco's got for the four for four yeah. party, like, and that's the thing. Everybody has their own thing. It doesn't. A lot of people, I feel like, only compared themselves to D Nice. Like, I would do that if I could get the licensing, but I can't get the license. Here's some weird excuse where it's like, come on, like, you know what I mean? He's obviously one in a billion. You know, he's his own thing. But yeah. everybody can do their own thing. Like, I remember here, you know, talking to little John back in the day, and he was telling me like, I forget what he said, but it was something like. I don't need to be Coke. Like, I'll be Dr. Pepper. Like, I'm still killing it. You know like, what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. you, think like that you don't need to be the, like, absolute top thing or that people compare themselves against one thing when it's like there's a billion different ways to I go had about a, it. I had this conversation with a bunch of DJs in the beginning. They're like, like, yo, I would love to do, but, like, you know, he's already, you know, he's already done it. I'm yeah. like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. We're all doing the same thing. Doing being number five. Yeah. Yes. Like, like it's still it's still a good thing. It's like if you go to New York, it's a prime example. How many pizza shops are they? They're all making pizza. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> right. what we're doing. We're all just pizza they shop guys. You know what I mean? Like, be, yeah. But for some reason, everyone is in business. Some are bigger than others. They're all doing the same thing. They all have their own spin on it. Like that's what we do. Like just do it. Don't compare yourself and think about everything else exactly. and worry about this or am I the best or of course I want to be the best. I want to be the best and I want to be the best top yeah. ever. But at the same time, if I get so stuck in that, I'll never, I'll just be disappointed. You'll never start. Like that's the best way of not being the best. Right. You could be in the, think about people in the top 100 of things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Number 98. They're still killing it. They're still killing the game. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right? So people get so caught up in all that nah, stuff. Nah, and know? that's another, that's one thing also I learned about pandemic is like, just do it. Yeah. Just fucking do it. Like I learned, I taught myself, I remember I was getting, um, you know, DJ Rick Wonder? Yeah. Fucking amazing, amazing, amazing graphic designer. So really? I didn't realize Yeah, that. he did a lot of like. He's um, dope at a lot of things. He did a lot, yeah, he did a lot of <laughs> D-Nice's, um. You nice sus one oh. myself. He did a lot of DJ like okay. flyers, um, and he does like a lot, he does a lot of club flyers in New York too. Also amazing DJ and producer, yeah, and producer. Yeah, so I was having I had him designing like my T-shirts and like he was designing my flyers, and yep. like after a while I was like, yo, I'm like literally sitting here playing video games, playing Ghost Recon during the day. Like, why don't I just learn Photoshop? Yeah. So I just literally was like taught myself Photoshop, took a class and. Start designing my own T-shirts and designing my own flyers and right. like, so it's like you just gotta just sit down and take the time. It's it's not that difficult. Yeah, I mean, you're someone. I feel like you're someone that seems like we've been talking about it the whole episode, but like that's you'll go out and just get some shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. or, or you you don't want to take no for an answer, and you're curious about it, and like you'll go forward and like do it. But I think a lot of questions people have for us, people that have like managers or booking agents, is like. How much do you do yourself, and then how much do you let them do, or how much does that help you? Like, I think you should look at a manager as somebody that is managing your career. Yeah, you are ultimately the artist, and people, you're going to be the one mostly getting the yeah. stuff. Like, D, like DJI is my manager; they definitely book me for a lot of great things right. but it's also that they have a lot of relationships based on all the DJs they've worked with yeah. who have great relationships so it's like you know like let's say Ruggers can't do something I might like, they may recommend me and then like I, I'll like, so that's kind of how that works but you ultimately you are the you are your best asset you are your own PR agent yes. you have to be out there and you're the one meeting the clients the clients have to like you your manager can't convince somebody to book you that doesn't like you or doesn't yeah. know you so like the best way to get booked is like to 
go out there and meet people. Like you right. have to open your mouth and you have to go out there and you know, yeah, you know, wear wash wear a clean t shirt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like you know, wash sneakers. But um, yeah, I think ultimately that's that's really what it, really what it is. You can't you can't go to a management company with no no booking like no residencies no right. you can't go to the major one and they're not going to pick you up because they're like you've yeah. not done anything it's like and trying even to, if they do they don't have a magic wand where like wow you just got booked every week it's like you're an actor like imagine like yeah. you're not gonna if you're just struggling actor like william morris is not gonna pick you up yeah. you have to do you have right. to you have, have to be out and meet quentin shit. tarantino with the yeah, restaurant like, they have like, to be you look great i got this movie coming out the, yeah, yeah. so like i think managers like more are like you got to look for the, like are they able to negotiate do they have relationships on their own where they can have leverage to negotiate you the best deal for where you are? Yes. You know, so like when I started with DJI, shit, I keep, I'm just keep saying 10 years ago. <laughs> Over 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, I remember I was, I was booked at, I'm not going to say the call, I was booked at this, I was working right, already. 10 years ago is 2013. That's kind of crazy to think about. <laughs> yeah. But I was already working, now I was working at Avenue. I'd, I got booked at Avenue. Avenue had just opened in New York. Yeah. I was doing Monday nights. Um, Shout to Danny A and Noah and all those guys. And shout to Chef Roble, who's um, who's the who's the chef when they used to serve food. So anyway, I'm I've been working there a couple weeks, a month, and then like I got with DJI and like, you know, Yoni's DJI has a good relationship with Tao. So like, you know, they she's like they spoke to Tao and they're like, look, and they spoke to me like, look, we're gonna probably pull you from the club for a little bit. We're just gonna work out a better deal, and I was like, I was like, damn, they just, you know, I'm, it's like my night, and yeah. like it's Monday, and the place Why'd is popping. No, they were like, we're trying to get you a better, oh. better situation, and so like they they went to them and talked, and it went back and forth, and finally I got went back, and I had a I had a better situation, but like that's what you look for in a manager to be like, look at your. All the stuff you're doing is like, how can we make this better? How yeah. can I man? How can we manage this better? Right. Because I'm not gonna negotiate. I'm just gonna. T- Go do the best job you could do. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. remember one night I was at, I was I was I was in Avenue and shout to Tower Group. I love those guys, but I'm into, I'm, and um this um dude comes in and buys every bottle of Cristal in the club and just like gives it out. It's like wow, this dude. I actually saw an American Green. <laughs> No way! Is he in jail? Oh. We said we just, this is gonna there happen. We go. The mic just went down. We the Viagra for the mic. We were just talking about that. But you know this dude, this dude, uh, this dude Jolo. Like he bought this. Oh, he's in. You know Jolo. There's right? a documentary about he's him. Documentary, or something, right? right? He's in jail, maybe yeah, he's or on the run. Like all the clubs in yes. New York and like in Vegas, Saint-Tropez in Vegas, everywhere. Yeah. So he comes in and like. You know, it's a big deal. Like, he buys every bottle of Cristal. It's like all know? the money from like Malaysia yeah. or something. Yeah. So like I remember, and I'm like in the DJ booth, like above everything, so you can see. I could see the bottles coming out. Oh my god. And I'm like in my mind, I'm like sitting there drinking my like gin and tonic, like what the fuck. Yeah. And like uh, so, at the end of the <laughs> night, no. Then I get my I get my check, and I'm like, fuck. I, like I'm not, I'm not seeing any of that. Like, right. Zero. I was like, damn, they could definitely pay me a little more. <laughs> Right, but I guess from their perspective, but it's not, I'm not, they never made that deal. It's I their club. They put in all the work and they I do didn't the thing. Bring, I didn't bring him in, so it's I'm hard not, because DJs think that. But then, well, no, like, no, no. In my mind, I was like, the club made a lot of no, money, of course, money. Yeah, but obviously, I didn't bring in the money. Like, but you know what I'm saying? Like to me, it was like, yes, it just like it's like I need to be paid more. You need a what? I was like, I need to get paid more. Yeah, I mean, I do think there's something funny with. Um, you know, club rates and DJs that like somehow yeah. people have 
that run clubs have wanted them to stay the same in a lot of respect. You know, and some some clubs have been fair and have been raising them, and it's been yeah. good, you know, but... But yeah, it's like DJs feel, do need yeah, to pay more. I feel like sub clubs are fair. I yeah, just feel, totally. but also, listen, they're running a business at the end of the day. So that's right. why I never get, I never, expenses, I never yeah. take any of that personal. I just understand Same. like, yo, you're running a business. I'm running a business. Yeah. So we have to like, if I decide to accept what it is that you're, you're giving to me, that's on me. It's not yes. on you. It's not like, it's not, it's not like you guys are running a business, successful business. So, but I have to run my business successfully. Right. So, right. You know, if I'm not going to negotiate... people th- that are selling them the bottle, you know what yeah. I mean? They're not going to, like, lower it, or maybe they will, or, you know, yeah. Like, I'm going to take... You need you need to take as many as much profit as you can, so, yeah. like... So, the DJ's going to be like, yeah, I'll, you know, you can just pay me and drink tickets, then, fuck, that's what you're going to get. <laughs> you know <laughs> exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I feel like with DJ rates, I think the problem is that, like, a lot of DJs... And I, I don't... I don't... I don't, you know, bash DJs for this, because, you know, everyone's got to eat, and you got to yeah. pay the bills, like, you know, like... Taking, you know, $200 to play for eight hours at a club in Vegas, it's like, okay. You're, that yeah. kind of, like, kind of fucks with, like, the it whole ecosystem. It messes the ecosystem. whole ecosystem up, yeah. But then at bit. the same time, I do remember being in, you know, your early 20s, and you yeah. got an opportunity to play at an amazing place, and you've never done it, and, like... You would do it for free, you Dude, know. Like, like no, and so I'll it's open, so hard to, like, open, yeah, yeah, like so. It, so I understand, but then, yeah, at the same time, it's hard. But also, you know, you know what is, I, the, is not I really think about it. I think it's like bringing value, trying to figure out how you can bring the most value to yes. a club, and then being like, all right, now you got to pay for me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So, like, just being like, I tell a lot of guys, like, look, you should start. Linking up with the promoters, meeting people, and just yeah. start at creating email lists, meeting the cl- meeting the clients. Some of the bot come in on nights that you're not DJing. Link, hang out, like you know, yes. meet people, and like you know, like I know a lot of I know a couple DJs that are like really great, really good friends with like huge bottle clients, right? And like when they DJ, they those clients will come in and spend money, and it's yeah. like that's value. That's that's I mean, what pe- clubs will pay you a lot of money uh, extra for that. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I, f- I started my first residency at Wynn in Vegas, and I had dinner with Vice one night, and I was just kind of asking him about what, what, how he approaches it when he gets there, who he talks to, what he does, does he come he's at the last second? That, yeah. And that was kind of part of what we spoke about was like, he's like, I try to go around to all the tables of the people that I know and, and thank them and talk to them and, you know, get in good with those people. Yeah. So if they're, because those people are going to be in Miami, Chicago, New York, L.A., wherever, Dallas, you know what I mean? These yeah. cities where people have money. And they can easily fly around to all of them, you know? Yeah. And you're going to see them in all these places. So to be in good with them, and that's how you're going to get these traveling residencies. Exactly. And now it's different. We are in a somewhat of a different time after the pandemic. It's yeah. just, but it's you know getting, I mean? it, But we're but getting back to that. Yes, that it is coming back, you know? But, but yeah, Vice is really good with that. And, like, he's yeah. one guy, like, I definitely um, had heard that and learned that from. Like, you just got to... Yeah. I mean, I'm not great with that. I don't. I'm not as I, good as him, you know, either. That's and I didn't do it as much. I, you know, I tried, but he's just so good at it. You know, yeah. he's just so fun to be around. He's happy. And Super he's just, nice. Yeah. He just ran a mile, and you know, <laughs> so he just ran a mile. He runs a mile every day. Every for the time last you see him, years. he just ran a mile. So he's, he's always like hyped up. Feeling he's done a mile a day for the last five years. That was crazy. He's on like two thousand miles. Dude, we were in, I something. remember, like, we're, I remember, I got, I was in Dubai, and I, I just. I was there for like I was there I was there in Dubai I was like my second day there and I was like yeah. coming out of dinner and Vice had just I guess Vice had just landed right 
and he's had he's already got like his running sneakers and shorts on. So like it's like eight o'clock. It's like I'm like, oh shit, what time are you playing? Well, I got a DJ at like eleven. I'm like, oh, it's about to eat. I'm like, no, I'm about to run this mile. I'm like, dude, it's like, yeah, it's like Friday night. Like people are like, you're about to what run? Like it was wild. It was like. <laughs> Dedication, man, amazing. It was like that movie, The Redeem Team. Did you watch that on Netflix? And it was like about the Olympic <laughs> team and then Kobe. And they all go out. It was actually, they were at the right. win going to Trist. <laughs> and then they come out of the club at 5 in the morning. Kobe's, Kobe's going to the gym. gym. He's like, I'm going to the gym right now. And you're like, yo, what? I guess that's why you're you're doing that's really good. That's why you're Kobe Bryant. Yeah, exactly. that's why you're Vice. <laughs> you're running that mile. Exactly. But I could, again, just to sum up what we were saying, like, yeah. it's just... Just run your bit, like, just understand that, like, as a DJ, you are a business, you know what I mean? Right. Like, you are DJ Spider Incorporated, so you got to run it like a business. So true. Day to day, like, you know, and you yeah. have to do things, you're going to have to do things that you not, don't want to do. I mean, not prostitute yourself, but. <laughs> In a way. But yeah. no, you have to be out there just shaking hands, kissing babies yes. like a politician sometimes and like. Right. Only helps. Yeah, as much as DJs are like, I hate doing this or I don't want to do this or we shouldn't have to do this. It's music. Do whatever you want then. Dude, you know what I mean? But like to. you said, it's a business. I have a corporation that I pay taxes on. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. I run my my DJ business through. Like, that's where we are today. Yes. So if I want money in the bank account, I have to go do all the things that you'd have to do for any business that's yeah. probably annoying or any real job or whatever. You know? Yeah, sometimes. Like, we're I, lucky to be doing this. Yeah, like, it's like, I'm not saying that we we're, we're past the times of, like, just being the cool DJ is enough. It's like... Yeah, you have to again look at what you're doing as a business. Like that's what these nightclubs are have transitioned to becoming corporations, Very where corporate, they have, yeah. you know, you know they have shareholders now and shit. Like it's like yeah. you gotta like understand that they have they're running their business and they have to like you know people to answer to. So it's like if you can't if you don't if you don't wrap if you don't wrap your head around that and figure that out. It's like yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you, that's not your thing, that's fine. But, like, right. that's the value of having a manager and having somebody who's going to be able to, like, kind of compliment what it is that you do. Yeah, so true. You know? Until you um, Like, I, it's so funny. I wrote down a million things for us to talk oh, about. And I haven't even hit Dude, any I'm, of them. And we're already no, way I'm, deep in. But No, I'm here. Like, we can uh, edit, edit this. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, I love everything we've been talking about. I feel like, you know, it's dope. For me, just to talk it out and hear it, and I'm sure other DJs and stuff, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, something we started talking about in the beginning is, and, and something that I think is also unique to you is um, your knowledge of the difference between New York and LA oh, in the yeah, terms yeah, yeah. of just social aspects, DJing, everything, the hours, the the. You know, I I was saying I heard you on Road Podcast. Shout out to Crooked yeah. and everybody. Uh, but and you guys said something about going to lunch with people in LA oh and how it's just like a waste of time and goes on forever and nobody talks about the business Look, and you go was, to like 10 lunches no, and but I'm like, you haven't figured anything out and it's like let's follow up no, but like, I was like I was super crying intense. laughing because I'm like that's so true but I'm from LA and there's something to it where we do just want to go to lunch and it's eat like a burrito. <laughs> yeah, we're no, like, back. no. I got to this spot. I got, to, I got to here. Or, or got here relatively on time. And New York is very just like. And I was like, we were sitting around eating, drinking, drinking coffee. I had a beer. I was like, wait, is it, we're supposed to be ending the podcast now? Like, I'm joking, but like, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. This podcast <laughs> was the same thing. We talked for two hours before we started talking, talking right? Yeah. No, I but mean, like, welcome to LA. Yeah, I remember, like, yeah, because I was, um, again, I've always been like super, like, you know, me and my wife were just super diligent, like, with, yeah, meeting with the client, like, so in New York is a certain type of energy, like, 
Just yeah. get things. You go to office. You just got to go fast. You're going place to place. Yeah. 10 things in one day. Yeah. Like, it's just movement. We're and, moving fast. And, like, you don't have time, from my perspective in New York, to, like, bullshit or even have fakeness or just be like. No one has time to like, listen to your face. Just like, no, yeah, no one has time. This is what's up. If you can't deal with it, get the fuck out of my if face. you can't Bye. get what you're done, you know? if you and can't here get it's out. Like, yeah. Hi, I'm saying something that I totally don't mean and I'll see you later and we'll <laughs> have this weird thing. You know, it's like. Yeah, like, everything's it, like five, ten minute conversation <laughs> in New York. Like, get it done, boom, yes. boom, boom. But like no, I remember I was I had a meeting with somebody. I was like, oh, and we were like, all right, cool, let's, let's do lunch. I'm like, cool. It's like a Monday. <laughs> I went to the office, and then we sat, and then we went out with a bunch of people for lunch. And I was like, who are all these, all these people? So we're like, sitting down, and like I had like my little book and my pen, and I was like, all right, we're gonna, and like we're ordering sushi, and I was like, all right, cool. So, like, yo, dude, chill, just eat, like having a beer, and like I'm like, dude, it's two o'clock on a Monday. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> In my like, mind, this is what I'm thinking, but then I'm like, oh shit, this is like. But it took me a while to adjust to the LA. Yeah. Like, it's I'm almost, more like kind of like. Oh. It's almost like that. It's like you said before the relationship thing. That is the meeting. That is the thing. You're around and you're doing a thing. So then, when opportunities come, we know we're all in the same zone to work together. Yeah, maybe. but like, but like again, New but, York. But New York I know is not all. Mean. New York is not all business. It's like, yo, no, no, no. It's like, yo, why don't you come check me at the club tonight? All right, cool. Yeah. We'll see you tonight. And then that night, you're like, oh, this. It's everything's fast paced. LA is so much more relaxed and like you know what? What else? It is, I just thought about you're in L in New York. I feel like you see people all the time, and you know you're going to see them tomorrow. You see Here, people all the time. You s won't see the person again for like a year. That's you know the what truth. I mean? Yeah, that's really what it so is. So you do like you see someone, you're like, I haven't seen you for ten years. You know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but you're like, I haven't seen you since March. You know, and you're like, damn, because people just don't go out or it's so spread out. You're like, I've been in West Hollywood. Oh, I've been in Silver Lake. Like, and it's know, like downtown to here is like it's a different world. So I guess that maybe I just thought about I that. I never, I never used to think about it, but again, after being here seven years. I've actually, I've actually learned like shit. Why the fuck were we doing shit like that? <laughs> like why are we killing ourselves like that? Like, I know. Like this is such a better way. It is of funny life. when people it's from New York just, come here and they're like so chill. And yeah, so I even see your manager Yoni like on hikes now. Yeah, you know? like everybody's different. Like I like hiking and eating. When food. We moved here. People were like, oh, I would never move to LA, and they're, and they're moving here. And like I'm no. told you, it's like yeah. So again, it just just being again, it just. The moving at a little bit of a slower pace, yeah, and it's it's definitely a better way of life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I still we still have that New York hustle. Can't, I mean, can't <laughs> there's that that will never be replaced. That'll never be replaced. And I think that's something that no other city really has. You yeah. know the way New York has, and there's a reason why people from New York do what they do and are the way they are. And yeah. I think it's something that shouldn't go away, you know, but, you but, but again, because of the environment that you're in, yeah. that's how you have to yeah. operate. And DJing is different. Like I was saying here oh earlier, like we do clubs here, you do the quote unquote whole night. Okay. 10 to two, but you're probably DJing for people from like, 11.56 p.m. to, like, 1.52 a.m. You know, like, people are not there before and after that. You know, Dude. and in New York, you're not even playing your big records till 1 a.m. and you don't even know when it's going to end, right? I Bro, mean, I was, okay, yeah, so New York is, like, I remember, like, 10 June, it would be, like, 10 to 4. Yeah, I'm playing from 10 o'clock to 4. That's long. And sometimes it could go past 4, right? Yeah, sometimes it go past <laughs> 4. Like, so when, so when I moved that, when I started playing, like, club, I started playing Playhouse out here and, like, One Oak and all those places. Yeah. Yo, I was like, oh, this is easy. Like, shit. I, I was like, I have an opener, and, like, I'm going on at 12. <laughs> like, all I got to do is play two hours of, of, like, the hits. So I went, but uh, living out here for a long time, like, 
I remember going back to New York and I played like I think I played Little Sister and Little Sister was packed and I'm DJing and it's like dude I look up it's like 1.30 and I've played everything <laughs> I was like, oh, like what am I gonna do yo, but I was like oh I'm going back home I'm gonna be good like I know how to do this but yo it was 1.30 I was like I played everything I was like holy shit yeah. I started playing dude I was playing DMX <laughs> I played Rough Riders anthem and like the Benjamins are like what forty five. People were like, "What are you doing?" You're like this. Yeah, that's like the three fifteen a.m. Yeah, I was running. I, I ran out of records, <laughs> and then I started panicking. I was like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, but no. But now I go back. I'm like, but you know, again, it's just like you know, yeah, same bike. like Miami. I mean, I remember one of my first few times in Miami, and, and DJ animal. Conflict was like playing with me, and I remember I went on, and then. I, same thing. I was like two something. I'd run out of stuff. I didn't know what to do because like, yeah. I was quick mixing. I was killing it, but then I just started slowly. The songs were going out longer. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> and he's like, "Yo, maybe I should go back on." You know, like and I'm like, "I don't really take stuff offensively." <laughs> you know, and I'm like, and I'd heard him DJing before, and I'm like, "This fool is really good." You, you know, the third verse of this is how we do it. I think so. <laughs> Things I had never heard in my life. I'm playing it. And he's like, let me get back on. And then I watched him just destroy it until, uh, like, probably the sun came up. I don't know. But he, you know, yeah, you get seasoned in those long, yeah. long markets. When I, I was doing, DJing. like, live and all that stuff, like, Miami's, another, Miami's actually, like, the nights go later because I feel like. Right. You were resident five, at live, live for like, We'd be, like, forever. 5 a.m. For, for as long as people are in the club, it's going right. to be open. Same yeah. thing with Vegas. Yeah, Vegas, oh my God. You're like, sometimes it'll just be one table that's buying and the whole club's empty. And you're yeah. like, I have to just keep going. Like, the sun's coming up. Like, what's yeah. going on here? I remember one time I was doing um, this place called um, Air Lounge. It was like the basement of air. And I just went back when I was playing on vinyl. And I play, yo, people were still in the club. It was 6.30 in the morning. And I go on vinyl, like, and like I was playing like literally like rock, my rock crate. I was just go, <laughs> running through like Led Zeppelin and all this shit, and like Van Halen records. I just play records I have never played. Like, you know what I'm saying? That you just brought with you in the back of the crate. <laughs> I, whatever those other B side of Jump, yeah. I played that. And I was like, <laughs> I have no idea what's on that. It was some shit. I was just going, play, but Hot it was for teachers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I walked out like the sun was up. I was like, this is insane, but it was fun. Oh my god! I mean, there's something special about coming out when the sun's up. You know, you, yeah. you do feel it's pretty amazing. Or eating food. I've been in New York where you're just eating food. food and the sun's like, coming yo, up. No, it's and, something amazing about yeah. it. But like as you get older now, as, like yeah. now it's like, fuck. oh, I'm so happy when they're like, all right, it's uh, 155. We're gonna be winding it down. I'm like, let's go. If I if I'm out and the sun's coming up, I'm all, all I'm thinking is like. My wife is getting up right now, oh, and I'm not there. Yeah, I have to freaking explain myself. <laughs> exactly. I'm like drinking water, trying to sober yeah. up. Like, <laughs> yeah. Now when they're like, like last night they go, all right. So uh, you, when this song fades out, you can be done. I'm like, oh, it's weird. It's starting to fade out right now. <laughs> the fa you said it as the fade. The song's only four seconds long. Yeah. I'm like, okay. don't tell me when this song fades out because I will fade that shit out right immediately. Exactly. Like, if you're ready to go, I'm ready to go. Okay, <laughs> I'm yeah. ready to go home. Um, yeah, so, so do you have any, like, you were telling me some stuff about, like, Paul's Casablanca and, like, some dope spots out there. Do you have any favorite spots to play out there versus out here? Yeah, Paul's Casablanca, like, one of my favorite places yeah, in New really York. Cool. Except the Paul Seven, you, like, he's got, um, also a uh, Baby Grand, which is dope. I've, I've been to Baby, I haven't played there. Um, actually, no, I think I played there when they first opened, but, um, Post Casablanca is just like really dope. Like you could kind of like play anything. Yeah, it's like a, it reminds me of how clubs used to be back in like the mid two thousand, late two thousands. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you can just 
play like rock and hip hop and like house and like disco and yeah. it's just like and the crowd is super into it, you know? Yeah, I love and that. And you find like those places are you know, those are the places like, again, like a lot of people believe that's those are places you'll get booked other places and like yeah. and get booked for an event or some shit like that. Yes. You know the people in there will hear you, hear yeah. your diversity and they're someone that's plugged into something. Yeah. I remember like somebody from like Disney was there for randomly in front of the booth when we talked, but um if you're playing it like, but also like again, I love like uh, Marky's a dope spot out there, and Little Sisters really yeah. dope. But again, like playing there is like you'll get you may get booked at Live, and you'll like you know what I'm saying, right? They're yeah. both equally dope paths, but like yeah. again, being someone who's gone through has done both, it's like for me where I'm at right now, in my career, I love the lounges and being able to like kind of play, explore my yeah. play play a lot a more musically diverse yeah. set. You know what I'm saying? Because me too. I also got used to it during pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you got a chance to like kind of really go through your your music. Yeah, category. your musical music knowledge that you have yeah. and bring it to the table. And like, and I think the a lot of the future of a lot of these spots that we're DJing are these lounges, small spots, places yeah. connected to restaurants. I like, feel like that's where we're different business models for clubs now. It's not just open a club with bottles, boom. You but know, it's like, all a cycle. You realize, like in the '90s, it was big. It was like the tunnel and Club Ec- and Expo yeah, and right. like sp- like um, Exit and all shit in New York. And then people in like the t- early 2000s, it started, late 90s, early 2000s, started going to like Shine and Life and like Mark Ronson and these guys, Eric right. Poe, and all these people started coming up and doing like the cool lounges with celebrities. And then we transitioned back into like the big room, like Vegas and like yeah. Live and all that stuff. And now I feel like we're transitioning back into like all these you find a lot of like cool lounges popping up, you know? right? Yeah, so, and then the big clubs still have a place, but it's no, they still have a place. Different. Yeah, yeah, like, they still have a market. Like people are still going to want to go out, spend money, and like buy bottles and celebrate and shit like that. And you know, yeah, presentation and like you know, big acts performing and stuff. But like you know, I feel like young kids that can't afford to buy a table, right, are going to want want to go to something like cool and like relax and like celebrities yeah. want to go to something cool and like yeah, like even around like bungalow or spots like that. Saying I see a lot of college kids or like the Houston brothers have all those little bars and clubs yeah. and speakeasies and people like to just go to those and yeah, exactly. Like a lot of DJs, a lot of young DJs are doing like a fr- I'm friends with are doing like their own parties downtown and yeah, and developing a huge following and doing like their own. Where they play their own shit, like right. music that you never will hear in like a nightclub, and like, I think that that's really amazing. Me too. That's what I love about LA. Is it's like it's more diverse than people think. Yeah. Oh, you know? totally. People are like it's LA. It's like you only just, there's no. so many neighborhoods. There's so many different kinds of people. There's so many different venues and music, and you know, there's something for everyone. There's you something know? for everybody, and like yeah. it's like you just have to go out there and know where to look and find it, but it's there. Yeah. What about it? So we were just both up at Sundance Film Festival yeah. last week or two weeks ago. I don't even know what day it is, but we were. Uh, Dude, I was. That was such a blur. I was, was. I was trying to go check you out, but I. Was, I, I feel like we were in the same rooms at the same times, and we didn't even see each other. Like I passed by the Chase Lines when I first got. I there. came to your gig right after you and Kiss just left. I think at the CAA party. Oh shit! Because um, Danielle was like, "Yo, oh, come yeah. meet us." And so, about I got there, you had just walked out, and then she's like, "Let's go to Tao." We all went to Tao. I saw you post a video from Tao that night, but Mel and was, I was on stage ten minutes later, <laughs> but I never saw you. <laughs> yeah, Mel told me that you were on. You were there. I was like, "Yo, 
Where was it? Because then I saw a video that he posted, and it was your, and he was like, filmed by MOS. I'm like, I was right there. Dude, I was standing on stage for like, I feel like an hour, bro. Yeah. So, so funny. Fucked up from the CIA party. Oh, that my God. Funny. So, yeah, how was, uh, so, so yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, we could talk so much about so much of that. There's like so much that goes into it. But um, I guess, you know, I'm bringing up Sundance in the sense of Sundance is almost like the way we do these events through the year, but all like stuffed into one week. And like yeah. some nights you can literally do two gigs in one night that are 100% different, you know, and yeah. and the crowds are different and the, the what they want out of the gig is different. Yeah. And like... I guess I was wondering, like, do you have a formula on how you approach those gigs or events? So, I don't know. I might get some backlash from DJs for <laughs> this. But, like, I've kind of – so I'll put together, like, okay, for, for like, events, I, like, kind of have, like, an events crate okay. for stuff. And then I, I – mean, but depending yeah, break on – break down what, the organization. Yeah, I have, event, I have, I have a, like, a general events crate that I have where I just throw cool shit that okay. I like. And, and you have, like, sub crates in there or just No, events? no, it's just it just says events, and I just throw songs. I just throw that work at everything events. I can find in there. Okay. Like, from the most random electro record that's cool, from, like, Night Is On My Mind, Oliver, to, like, Justin Timberlake, to, like, you know, Nicki Minaj okay. or, or Cardi B. So it's Got all it. in there. And, like, I just kind of have my favorite songs that I – pick out of those crates for events because again events aren't like high pressure as a club so i feel like you have time to kind of get your groove you know what i'm saying yes. and i think that's the thing with djing it's like it's like a it's like a it's a groove you got to get into with the crowd and once yeah. you get into that groove then it's like things just start to flow and you you're thinking three four records ahead and you're like oh you know it's, it's yeah so events events is it's easier it's easier in that way for nightclubs it's like i will literally like come up with a set list from beginning from like I, sometimes i have like this is what i'm opening with yeah this is how i'm gonna go get into hip-hop this is how i'm gonna get into house blah 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 and like so it's it, so it's like an outline and like i'll start playing it and then as i get into it i will start deviate and i can go different places yeah but at least like if i'm having a night where i'm like hung i hung over i don't get, not even hung over anymore but like <laughs> you get a night where you're like tired you're like i don't really feel like you can have, you at least you have a starting and ending point where it's like, yes, I'm not sitting here like staring at the screen for like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, for for events, it's like, yeah, you got to like separate it though, because like the CAA event was totally different than I did the Macro Lodge. Right. That's and exactly what I'm like talking about. Yeah. Neil Long and Megan Good and these people. So it's a different. Yeah. So I'm playing like, you know, more commercial. I remember we ended the um, the night with Semisonic. The, at um, the closing CAA time, party. Yeah, closing time. Like I'm playing rock and all this different, all these different re records. Right, like sing along ones. But yeah. then it, you're at the macro house. Yeah. I mean, so like, again, it, for me, again, w once you get into a groove with these things, it's like a lot of the music does overlap. But like, you know, how, I mean, how do I explain this? Yeah, a lot of music does overlap. But I definitely do have like a separate one where it's like '90s hip hop and '90s '90s R and B, yeah. and you play from that. Um, but also doing it for so long, you find that all these parties are just similar. Yes. You know, so like you have to make a million different crates. It's like you just have, I have a couple general ones where yeah. like, it's like stuff I play for my family, like my family reunion. Yes. And stuff I play for like my, you know, a friend's family. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like I'll play for like a bar mitzvah or whatever. Yeah. And a lot of those, those crates are applicable. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Paul, I said that for Paul's Casablanca work. I went through that for the. CA party and right. like those yeah, all your just, experience can come out and your pre-done 
routines that you know you do yeah, or like, whatever. Once you, I mean, you've, once you've done it for a while, it's like, you know, you know what you're going to do and you know how, like, certain songs together, like, certain four song yeah. sets are going to set shit off. And how, like, it just affects human beings as a whole. Yeah, you know, just like, something about, like, you just have a certain, and a certain amount, and it's all, and again, it's a lot of it is also timing. Yeah. So, like, when you when you put a set to list together, which I, I guess a lot of DJs are like, I'm not saying that a lot of DJs do what I've heard people, like, say, oh, you can't play the same shit all the time. It's like, listen, there's certain records back to back to back and certain timing and throwing yeah. down those records that make... Like if you ever listen to, like, Mel Star, Mel Star is really good with, like, just dropping, like... So good. F- like, quick mixing. It's like, you got to have those songs queued up and ready to go. Yeah. And you might not have time to, like, type them in and throw them. Like, you just got to... Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's so true. So, like, yeah. So, it's 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 definitely... That's what I, I really like that part of DJing. It's just, like, being able to, like, once you get into a groove... And things start coming to you and like exploring and having right. fun with it. So, what about like you know we were talking about the difference of clubs and events and um, something that DJs deal with a lot. I think is being micromanaged. You know, yeah. And like, how do you? I don't even know what that's exactly. How about. do I? How do you deal that? with being micromanaged as a DJ? I'm the I am the worst when it comes to being <laughs> micromanaged because why it throws off your mindset or yeah. F- first of all, I'm like I, I do have I keep saying telling people I have anxiety and like like kind of social anxiety a little bit, but like part of the reason I started DJing is because I'm just I used to be like super awkward in club and like being behind a DJ booth. I feel like that's my like. Happy place. I know. That's why when they, when they're like, come early, be there an hour, two hours early. Like I'm standing there by the opener. Like I don't know what to do sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like should I talk to him? Should I not? Should yeah, I like? I'm I don't like, want to. Hey, because I know like when people are tapping me, I'm cool and I'm like, hey, whatever. But in my mind, I'm like, I am working. I'm like, I have ten seconds to talk to you. Like yeah. whatever you're saying. Like when someone asks me, uh, can I ask you something? I'm like, you just asked it. I'm done. No, like right? <laughs> that was it. You should have just asked whatever it was. Yeah, but also like. You know, like I like get get there early. I like to open for myself a lot of times because I like to get again get just, into a groove yeah. and get into like a, a cadence. And it's like, you know, when people are coming up to me in the beginning, it just it's disrupting. Like I'm literally trying to figure out the next song, and you're, and like it's just disrupting my. It's yeah. like if somebody's pa- imagine somebody's painting a picture, and like an artist is painting a picture, and every time someone walked in, like, hey, what up? And you're like, oh, what up? It's like you're like. <laughs> Wait, what was I doing before? Yes, like it's it's kind of like and then, you know, listen. Right. Obviously, please, for all my friends, and so, you're painting so, the picture. There's no, it's not the song isn't running out. Like a lot of times, the song's running out. I'm like, right. I missed the part. Like what I missed the part. Oh, but all the that happens. Oh, the I hate that. And then I get so mad at the person. Like I'm like, yo, hey. I can I can almost time it. Like I remember I was an edition and I was playing something, and I knew that there was a part that I had to go to the next record, and like I saw somebody walk up and be like, hey, and like. I was like, by the time they come here, I'm yeah. gonna have to be dropping the next right. record. So like, they'll come up and I'll just act like I don't see Me them. Me too. And be like, I'm not trying to be rude. It's just I have to. It's just this. It, right. I'm trying I'll to just be like, people, wait a second, you know. And I'm like, especially Yo. in the beginning when the, like people are just starting to dance. Right. It's, it's that like, crucial moment. It's like you're building a fire with like the kindling and oh like it's just starting to go and you're like blowing on it lightly. And if you you know, you it could just it. go out or you could get it going, you know. Exactly. And those people are like, Yo, so how you been? What's uh? Have you seen this white lotus? It's you like know, if you're, you're playing. Yo, the, I don't want to talk if right you're now. Playing the third verse of work it. <laughs> 
<laughs> You've played it way too long. Yeah. Working is a good record to get the party started in the beginning and yeah. like the commercial close, but like if you play it like even like the second verse, you gotta get out of that quickly. Right. You gotta be already have a plan with that second verse or yeah, the time you're about to drop out and, and trick and throw a curveball or something. Like what yeah. you were talking about before, energy. It's about <laughs> energy and like Yes. So it's 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 a very delicate thing. So like that's my but so when people come and micromanage you, it's like, dude. Mount it like you talking to me right now is making the whole thing worse. <laughs> like so you true. like interrupting my right. Well, I'm working. Like right. it's like let me let me. I've done this. We've done this. And especially if you're like you're a seasoned DJ, it's like dude, I have done this a million times. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I know right now might not be what you want it to be, but just give me a ch- chance to. That's the other thing, just trust me. If you've trusted me this long, like whatever you're gonna recommend at this moment, there's no possibility, zero that chance it's, it's gonna that be it's healthy. great right now. You know what I mean? If I change my whole thing, trust me, I'm thinking ahead. Dude, I'm know? thinking about. Hey, why don't you go into house now? Like, dude, really? Yeah. I literally have the whole <laughs> night. Thought out till Dude. when we leave in a way like not planned song for song, but, but I kind of know the ups and downs and the energies yeah. and what's going to happen and what's possible and stuff, you know. So yeah, leave me alone. And a lot of that <laughs> also, and a lot of like the a lot of the a lot of it also has to do with like the crowd. If it's right. raining outside, if people are standing in line and they come yeah. in, they're wet. Like they don't, you know. Right. It's just, it, but like they're going to be ebbs and f- they're going to be peaks and valleys in every set. Right. You can't have peaks without valleys. You have to have yes. like times where it's like people are like yeah. kind of. You can't keep people at it's high so energy the entire time. That's how I describe the DJ sets. It's like either peaks and valleys or like a roller coaster. Like you know, and you go on yeah. roller coasters and there's parts where it's like boom, 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 up, down, and then big loops oh. and then all kinds of stuff. And yeah. like that's what you know. And the EDM people are really giving them the roller coaster, but it's just that same one that goes up and down. You yeah, know, but, it's like but every but that's dance what it music is. Music record has like the breakdown where yeah. it's like pretty and shit and then it right so like it's like even when you're like opening like an opening dj like it's like dude if you're playing super intense from the beginning till i get on it's like you're now i have to be the dude to take the energy down and make me look stupid crazy when i jump on right like when the openers are like well i'm not gonna hold back because this is my chance and it's like that makes no sense. You know what I mean? Like it's you're like, not like you're not. I would be like you're not learning how to even open for yourself. Cause right? You, because yeah. Because you're going to be fucked up if you try to play this. Yeah. If you get hired for the whole night, and it's like if you hire a chef, like and then show they're, up. they're like, "Yo, we want to start out with some appetizers," and they just bring out like surf and turf, surf and, and they're like, "Eat it," and you're like, "Yo, like I just wanted the salad first. You know like, what I mean? It's like I need dessert. So like, yeah, like. Just look at it like that. I think, yeah, people get ahead of themselves. Yeah, and that's, and that's honestly like a lot, like how I got I like hired a lot in the beginning, just opening. Like, I just learned how to like get like my. I was I always was like, look, let me if I could figure out how to get this club popping and people dancing without yeah. playing anything new, that's gonna help me in the long run. That's how I was thinking. So true. So and and, and again, like that's why I was able to like. Find these different songs that just work yeah. where I'm not having to play like the main, yeah, the main shit. So like when I, with with managers and people like in nightclubs, it's like you guys understand like it's just it's how it's supposed to be. It's supposed yeah. to be peaks and va- peaks and valleys. Like know? let's trade for one night. It would be a funny TV show to watch. <laughs> yeah. A nightclub and the DJ has to be the general manager and the general yeah, manager has to be the DJ. <laughs> They both would probably suck at both of them. Yeah, you know? but I mean, and still to this day, I mean, like, I was at Nightingale. I remember, and sometimes I can't. You know, like, we all fuck up. Like, I, sometimes I forget. Like, I see 
people aren't dancing in the beginning, and I'm like, shit, I gotta, I gotta turn it up. Yeah. And like, I end up fucking my night up. But like, it's the nights that you take, I take my time. Yeah. And just allow, just allow the night to happen. It's like there's going to be that point where like the fucking energy goes to fucking, fucking eleven. Yeah. And that's what people are gonna remember. They're not yes. gonna remember like the first hour of the club. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the first. They remember how they feel and how you made yeah. them felt. You exactly. know how you made them felt and. And that's what I say about DJing and, and I keep talking about chefs or stand-up comics or whatever. Like, we're all creating this memory for the people in exactly. the crowd. You know, whether they're eating, laughing, dancing. Like, we're there to create these moments and these memories that will then be tied to a joke or food or music or something. Yeah. And, like, that's our part of our job in a way. Exactly. You know, is to, like, create, create the memories. memories you know, yeah. And the... And yeah, they're not going to remember that beginning part, so don't stress out too much. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah, or if you're playing that beginning part, use this opportunity to play like cool yeah. shit that people are going to remember. Like, right. I can't believe you played that song. Right, and that taps into their memories from 10, 20 exactly. years ago that they're like, I love that. I can't, you know, this is making me feel good and leading into the night in yeah. a good way. Sometimes, like, even when like when I'm, I had people opening, I was doing like big rooms like Live and Town Vegas and Hawks. Yeah. It was like, I felt it was weird for to just go on it. 1.30, 1 o'clock in the morning. It's and hard. Beat, like, I have to go on and the energy's got to go up. I'm like, yeah. fuck. I'm like, all right, how do I do this? Yeah. Because it's like you end up like either playing records too fast or playing records too right. too long. It's like. And like when you're on the equipment for the few hours before the club gets packed, like you've already realized like, oh, the left EQ was down or the thing oh was there. God. Like when you go on right away, <laughs> like it sometimes it takes me 20 minutes to realize like, oh, the thing wasn't the, turned up or the crossfader's off or, and then I'm like, that's why it sounded the worst weird. Is I when hate the, that. the worst is when the filter, the filter's on and it's like a just, tiny bit. It's just a tiny bit to the left but or the it's right. it's turning the bass or it's turning the treble and off. you're like, why is this not hitting that hard? You're like, and right. it's like, you can't see because it's dark. You're like, yeah. oh shit, the whole time. And then I flick it like a tiny bit and then and like, boom, and the, the bass goes back, like, oh my God, what was I, what was I doing? That happens a I lot. I hate that. I but like, I love the end, like when you could just Play what what you want and get people like you know. Yeah, what I mean? the beginning and the end is the time for the real Those DJ. Cool. Yeah, that's the real DJ. <laughs> it's the real shit. Shout to the openers and closes up. Yes, I know. <laughs> Let's get those rates up for you guys too. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, guys, come on. Let's push. Um, amazing. Well, um, so so some other. Well, okay, something yeah, I wanted to ask. Yeah. I mean, uh, other things. You know, like we've discussed, you're married to DJ Kiss. Yes, an amazing DJ. Uh, you know, in her own right, yeah, so and dope. like you said, stand up comic and do. I mean, she, she seems to be able to not be afraid to do anything I and tell, willing to I always tackle tell her. Anything. I always tell her and tell her she's one of the most, and not because she's one of the most talented people. Like she just. Whatever she puts her, whatever she decides to do, whether it be DJing, stand up, whatever, she's always like dope at it. Right. Like when I first met her, we were, you met at Club PM. She, you know, she would, she would comment on like music I was playing. Yeah. I was playing like samples and shit to, in the beginning, and then she brought me a CD with all these samples that I didn't have. I was like, oh shit, you really like? And she was like reading the liner notes of like, of like, of uh, CDs and like just finding the right, finding the samples to these joints. Just not even being a DJ. So once she started. I would say, like, within, like, a couple weeks or, like, a month after starting a DJ, I was having her clothes for me at Stereo. Oh, wow. Which was, like, a major... A few months, night. too. That's no, crazy. it was not. It was, like, a few months. It was, like, a few months. Maybe I'm exact. It was probably, like, six months. But right. Like she just... I'd have her going, and I'm not talking about, like, three to four. I'm talking about, like, two, two, two thirty, two thirty. Right. Press, the pressure's And, on. like, it's packed, and she would murder it. That's and I was like, yo, amazing. you... I couldn't even do that when I started DJ. Like, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't that confident, but... right. 
You know, and she like play again. She's beautiful, looks like a model, but she DJs like a club DJ. Yeah, like she was like a, you know near club DJs were very competitive during that time, and she was in there crushing the shit. Right. Yeah, she's definitely one of a kind. Yeah, and then um, she started doing the event world. So that's that's dope. So I guess a question I have is because I'm married too. What's it like being married to another DJ? <laughs> like, because my wife has to hear all my bullshit, but then I think she could like go do her thing. But you guys are so much in the same thing. I wonder, like, do you love having the DJ conversations, or is it just like let's no, stop it's, talking about it? It's annoying. It's, it's really fun because it's like having, yeah, it's like being like with it's it's like being with like your best friend, like right. You know, just like oh, we could talk about we could talk about everything. You guys, can like, I really relate? To relate so many to the same same but but at the same crazy. rate, at the same rate, if you get into an argument, <laughs> if you get into an argument, I'm gonna tell the story. She's gonna kill me. Well, but then like, she has to be the winner. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm gonna tell the story. She she go kill me. But like we were in, like I remember we were like in the Brigado in these places, yeah. and we got into we got into the argument before the club or something like that. Oh, but wow. we still have we DJ together like a marriage argument. Yeah, Not like a marriage. Like, like no, no, I'm gonna play DMX. No, 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 no. It was <laughs> no. It's actually stupid because I I hate like again I hate when pe- we both hate when like people are talking to us. <laughs> right. <DJing. laughs> and I remember like she was like I'm playing something. And she's like, you really gonna like. Yo, can you? You should just go into. I was like, baby, don't tell me what to play. And like, I was like, I'm not gonna tell you what to play. And then she's like, yo, but she, and she's 100 percent right. I'm in Brigada, like playing like fucking like weird, yeah. like some weird rock record or some right. shit. And she's like, really, you gonna do that? You gonna do that to me? Yeah. And like, so we got to, we we got, you we do got that to so me. yeah, we got bad at each other. But like again, it's it's a wonderful thing being able to share your passion with your partner and they being able to understand. So like, That's anytime great. I'm going through like. You know, at a nightclub that didn't have a good night or whatever. Yeah. It's like, you know, not saying a, I say a regular girl, but like you know, someone who's yes. not a DJ wouldn't understand. And she's like, she she gets it, and like, right. I, I did the same thing for her. You know, like, so it's it's a definitely amazing thing. You know, we yeah. get into fights about Prince versus Michael. We were doing that for a while. I'd have to sleep on the couch. That's all DJs, but no. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But like, you know, it's it's definitely dope. Wow. And we're actually um we we started uh, we're working on a. We got working a scripted series about how we met. Really? Yeah, we got um we we partnered with um Strong Studios and Cindy oh, Smith from Essence Studios, and Dope. we already have the final script. Yeah, been working on this for like two years. Okay, everybody start pitching the networks. Nice. Yeah, so it's gonna be a scripted series about New York City back in like oh. two thousand six, two thousand seven, and like. Us meeting, but it's like again, it's gonna be like a drama kind of. Yeah, sounds dope. Yeah, sounds like good timing too. I feel like DJing is so in the mainstream, and even with the D nice stuff, and you know, people yeah. understand it in a different way now, and it's like an actual thing people do. You know, rather it yeah. wasn't so out there. Well, you that know? was also part of it because we had this. I, we've been trying to do this for a while, and again, being a married like DJ couple, like yeah. it was just. We were approached by a lot of reality shows back in when we were in New York. Right. And we, we shot a pilot for some, for an like NBC show. Okay. But it just never came out. But I always wanted to do something scripted because, you know, I, I, I like to keep our, li- like our life private. And I don't want, you know, yeah. to invent drama in yeah. my marriage. And, like, I just, I just don't want to do That's what you need to do on these reality shows. No, yeah, that's now. why. I mean, listen, why else would you watch it? You don't know right. why. It's like. Is there any show you've ever watched where it's just. Normal. <laughs> yeah, it's like you watch like you know, I used to love Entourage, but after a while, I was like, "There's nothing. There's no real stakes." Yeah, like there's no real like real like that's yeah. how like no one wants to watch like a true happy happy yeah. marriage. That's true. 
So yeah, so we yeah scripted. So it's dope. We we should you know we're starting to pitch and oh amazing. Knock on wood. Hopefully yeah. You know, hopefully we'll yeah. I know. Well, you're in the right place for it. And DJ, you know, DJ Twitter will definitely like start shit like going 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 in on us. Yes. At, well, good. If you're not, if you're that not, record did not come out during that time. If you're not pissing people off, then maybe you know people aren't noticing. The you. mixer wasn't plugged in when the during the DJ scene. It was the TTM 56 <laughs> in that year. Don't you? There was no 57. Yeah, the S9, dude, that was 2006. That's the that's a glare, first that's a Serato box. Yeah. No, I love, I, love DJ, I love DJ Twitter. I, mean, I just sit in the background and just read Man. and just laugh. I feel like 98% of me on DJ Twitter is me holding back from responding. Oh, no, I write and then I delete. I'm like, don't. And I don't, don't ever do it. Probably the one or two times I've gotten in the conversations, I've just regretted it. And I'm like, all right, oh I'm just going to keep it out. Like, Because I can't. Express it like I can on this podcast. I could say what I think, but I can't write it in the short thing, and it comes across wrong. And then the people reading it then take it out of context. It doesn't make Responding sense. Responding to shit on Twitter and in social media is the worst idea because so dumb. Your point will never be understood the way no. you said it. I remember I I, I I I posted on like Bleacher Report like something about LeBron, but it was like I was sheesh something like that. I said no, he's a LeBron or. or or um, Kyrie Irving, yeah, and I was giving him a compliment, right? But I was saying it in a way that you say it in New York. I forget what I said, and then yeah. like people were like responding, like, "Oh, you don't fuck with him," blah, blah blah. I was like, "No, it was a compliment." Like, yeah, people will take it all out of context. <laughs> I mean, even fake things. Like I, you know, we were talking about Sundance, and I was working for Chase up there the whole time. I was doing a bunch of movie yeah. premieres, and I do their Chase Sapphire card holder party and all this stuff. Yeah, and I do the first night, and I go to sleep. And I wake up and I look at my phone and there's a text from the event planner and then from the PR people and then from the chase people and it's all these screenshots from Twitter and I go, what is this? And they go, what is this? And I look and some dude has taken my picture and put it up and wrote a whole story about me and was like, uh, this DJ at the chase lounge owns so much real estate in my head. Um, he, he bullied me for 14 minutes last night in front of the whole crowd by taking my requests over and over, pretending like he knew them, then acting like he didn't know them, and made me feel like da da da. Like they wrote this whole crazy story. That's the funny. 100% fake. Like it, it didn't happen, you know. And I've 100% done that to people. Sorry. So I'm like, but I knew this did not happen because I DJed the night before. Yeah. The only people there were the cast and crew of the movie. The only person I talked to was the star of the movie, and he kept asking for Drake, and I played it the second he played it, and none of this happened. So I'm confused. I'm like, what? And so then I write the person on Twitter. I go, yo, I think you got the wrong person. Of course, that sets off anybody in my that follows me can see it. So then all these DJs start going at the dude. So then he starts coming back. See, this is what I'm talking about. You're trying to act like I don't exist. And I'm like, no, no, you don't exist. This is fake. I go, so then I tell the people from the thing, oh, no, this is all made up. And they're like, ah. Uh. So then I DM the dude. I go, yo, this isn't funny. Like, you're saying I'm bullying you. You're honestly bullying bully me. me. You're messing up my whole job. I got a huge corporation thinking that I'm bullying you and you're not even here because I look at his Twitter and he had photoshopped his face on all these people at Sundance and it was literally a fake account. Like one, like it's oh, a shit. fake, full fake. And I go, what are you doing? Like, I don't know who, what I did to you. Like, like, delete this shit. So he writes me back. 
oh my God, I'm just a kid. I'm so sorry. I made up this whole thing. I didn't think people would see it. It's a joke. I thought people would understand it's satire. And I go, there's no satire. You just came at me out of nowhere. And then the That's chase fun. people Google their name. And then you're the main thing saying That's I bully you at their event. That's and he's like, crazy. oh my God, I'm so sorry. He ends up deleting it. So then I screenshot everything and I'm trying to explain it to all the people, but it's like you're saying, it's even the people are like, oh, so you weren't bullying him? I'm like, no, no, none of this wasn't even there. happened. This guy doesn't even exist. This account is like a little kid that's, that's pretending wild. to be a fake actor. And and it was so hard for people to even grasp that. that like, and I had to like keep showing like all fake. Like I've never You're like, guys, this is the internet. Also, like this me, <laughs> I don't I've never I don't think I've bullied anybody. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah. I've done the request thing where I'm like, I don't have it, but especially up there, I'm nice to everybody. Like I have oh, nothing no, yeah. to lose, you know? So um a nightclub and a uh, nightclub's uh, different. Event, but at event. those events, you don't know who the head yeah. of the studio is, or I'm nice to everybody. I take I take all the requests. I'll play every request, you know. So so it was just so funny. You but, imagine at a wedding, but like, that's yeah, with like, the Twitter. Like I even got taken down by a fake thing. I'm like, yo, what are you doing? Wild. And I had to like bring it, and it sucked too because they were like, yo, we're gonna do this whole post about you for National DJ Day, and then like. Hold it, you know. That's so crazy. I was like, thanks a lot, random fake guy on the internet. Like, I never, like, honestly, like, I'd never a million years would have thought about that. That's crazy. I hadn't now, either. Now, now I'm literally And they kept like, going, well, why is he doing this to you? Does he know you? And I go, no, I think he Googled, like, Sundance and just found Sundance my DJ, picture. Because like, oh. I was like, yo, at the Chase Lounge, you know, whatever. Put it on Twitter. Weren't you, weren't you like, some kind of, you wasn't even, like, a magazine about, like, had an article about you It's for Sundance? Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, a little don't, article. Don't play, don't play. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, 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 I was. But but I had the their logo behind my head, yeah. so I think they were just like, no, this is not good. You That's know? wild. That makes yeah. me want to put like my Instagram page on private. I know, and my Twitter, and you know, no, it's just, you know, again, it's the internet. This, you know, these things are gonna happen. Yeah. Like, especially when you get more and more popular, but. That's um, crazy. Yeah, I know. So I don't. That made me think twice about. I don't even know what to do. But there's no. When you, you said know. like this DJ, like he took, he didn't, he didn't take my request. I'm like, oh shit, I've done that before. <laughs> well, of course. But when he said 14 minutes, I kind of figured it was a joke because, like, really, you're no going to time out. You're being bullied for not 13 or 12 minutes or 15. Yeah. It's 14. Like, come on. I finally so. got one of one of those people that holds the phone up with like the thing written oh, on it. Yeah, I got that the other day because I'd never. I've seen people ha like yeah. post videos of them getting that. And I was like, shit, I've never had it happen to me. Yeah. Like, I feel left out the club. And like, it happened to me oh, last I week. It. I was like, oh shit. I get those bad bunny, bad bunny yeah. phone requests. Um, <laughs> wait, something you mentioned earlier, I feel like we got to hit on that is like, you know, the big thing that like all the NFT people have now moved on to AI and like oh, AI is taking everything over. And we we're saying all this stuff. So that chat GPT oh, yeah. uh, thing, you know, I think people are there's so much stuff to it. So everyone listening out there, you can look it up yourself. I can't get into explaining all the way, but it's basically artificial intelligence. That's very intelligence, the new shit. Yeah. But you were saying you've used it for things like to yeah, like emails I, for clients or rewrite your bio. Like yeah, so, so like I've used it like okay, so you know, it take like rewriting bio your bio like unless you have somebody who does it for you. But like again, it's but like, how do you do it? Would you just say hey rewrite this and input it in? Yeah, you so like I, I like I already have a bio written that okay. I've written for myself, written for myself, and like again, it's so hard like writing your own of shit. Course. It's just so hard You're talking about yourself. So like I literally just. It's and again, it's AI chatbot on that you log into online, and it, like it will just create it. It will create whatever it is you ask it to create, and, and you know whatever document. So yeah. I took like I said, hey, write a DJ bio 
using this paragraph and I just inputted my bio. Wow. I said, rewrite this. And it would just rewrote it in a different way. Crazy. And then there was new information I had to add in. So I said, add blah, 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 blah. And it does that. Wow. So like you can take it and say, hey, I would like, hey, write a email to a client about asking about blah, 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 or cold email to, you know what I'm saying? And it will create a thing for you. So like it's good for like general, like just save time. Like, I wouldn't write a personal email to a friend. Right. I mean, you could, but you, like, I wouldn't do that. You know, obviously, like, you have to go in there and edit it, and, like, it's yeah. not it's not going to it's not gonna be perfect. Right. But it's, it's a good starting point, and, and, and it's a good starting point if you're not, like, a writer. Right. And it's just the beginning. I feel like there's so much stuff, like, oh, eventually so maybe we'll be able to bounce ideas off of it for DJ sets when the event planners tell us no, what they can, want. No, you can, like, I know somebody who does, who's, like, created playlists, like, hey, create a, uh, like, a 90s rock playlist or create a, you know, a 90s hip-hop or a uh, hip-hop in 2021 playlist yeah and it will literally go out there and find all the top records of 2021 and then kind of put them in a playlist for you wow so you can like get all the hits from this year yeah but again it's not again it's not perfect what it is is a good starting point when you need you have like writer's block and a lot of times you're like again a lot of times you're tired from gigs it's like yo you need to get this shit done like i've written i've written instagram posts I've no done way. a couple Instagram posts. I just I've been trying it out to see what it can. All right, do. I gotta dive in and try this out. But there are a lot of like now there are a lot of um, extensions that I think they're through yeah. Google Chrome that you can do. Like you can you can like re- reply to WhatsApp messages. You can reply to text messages now. Wow! And it's like a like, a, like I haven't gotten into all that shit yet. That's crazy. I wonder when they're gonna make like almost like assistant musicians that you can like. It's like a plug in. But you feed it like only James Brown and like things that you like, and Dude. then it learns, and then it can be like your bass player, and then it can be like, how about this? How about this? And you're like, I like that Dude, bass line. I literally like again. I I I was just like fucking it. when I first got on it, like like maybe like a month or two ago. Yeah. I was just going there. I just go in there and fuck around. Like I'd be like, write a song by Prince. My wife right. wife loves Prince. <laughs> write a song by Prince about DJ Kiss, just to be funny. And it would literally write a record. It would write what? a song, all the lyrics and the hook and all that. And I, I would send it to her and she's like, stop sending me the shit. <laughs> <laughs> but then That's I was, amazing. the other day I was like, hey, write a, write the chord progressions for an R&B song by Justin Timberlake, feature, produced by the Neptunes and get, send me the the progressions and it would literally write out like actual p- chord progressions. I mean, I, I inputted them; they're not that great. But the <laughs> fact that it's because, it, but it's still the fact that you can like, again, if you're having a block yeah. or like, and it's just the beginning of it. You know, yeah. we're just learning of how it can be used. You know, it's not so. good. But again, when you, for creative stuff, it's just not great. It's right. like it will get you. 10, 15% of the way there, 20% of the way there. Yeah. And the rest you have to do because, again, you can't. I don't feel like it's going to be almost impossible to mimic human creativity. So I think I, that I they're agree. not DJing. I feel DJing will always be here. Yeah. Musicians will always be here. Me too. We'll just we'll learn how to work together. Yeah, and it's just learning how to, like, you utilize these tools in order to kind of save time for, like, the grunt work. Yeah. Yeah. So I you agree. have you're more free to just create. So. Yeah. What, um... So, I mean, we can get out of here pretty soon, but like you do, I guess we, we, I feel like you do so many things that we haven't even touched on too, um, <laughs> but uh, people can, you can, they can look you up, but uh, you do so many, you know, celebrity events, you know, within the private events, but I think a lot of like big people look to you, yeah, you yeah, know, like, much, yeah. like that, right? Like, so 
what uh, what are some of the craziest, I guess, celebrity events that you've been called on to do, or any um, experiences within there that it's been so, mind blowing? Yeah, to me you? and my wife were like, we we do the um we we DJ the we've been DJing the Oscars for like the last six years or five years, right? And they keep sort of bringing you more and more into the circle of like you're gonna yeah, do the so after party, you're gonna host, you're gonna do the red carpet. Yeah, it started off with like you know us just doing the governor's ball, which is like the after party, right? Um, and then like. You know, we started doing, like, you know, their, like, new members event and all that stuff during the year. And, like, I guess we did, they, they actually created, it like, a DJ on the red carpet because they weren't, they weren't, there was no music really on the red carpet. It was just, like, whatever yeah. playlist. And, like, hey, let's put them on the red carpet. So we ended up DJing on the red carpet and starting that off. And then it's just been evolving over the years. And then, yeah. What's it called? Will Packer and his um, partner Shayla. Shout out to them. Yeah, they're they, great. They did a I randomly ma- was in Mexico with him. Oh, really? I did a private event. He's super cool. He's so cool. It was just me, him, and his wife, and like three other people. You know, he was live streaming. He was he was DJing on IG. IG oh yeah, I remember. Day. I would watch because yeah. I followed him from that. We were all in this place. It was crazy. We had to like fly to. Guadalajara and then drive four hours to like an a resort on an active volcano. <laughs> I mean, it was nuts. Like that's crazy. And I just DJed every day for like three days for their friends. And um, but that's where I met him. And then I started following. And I've seen super. He's yes. such a boss. Like such oh, yeah. a cool person. But it's super down to earth. Cool. So yeah. That's so they, amazing. So they actually for this for the the last one he was like they put the the actual um they built a whole DJ booth on the red carpet which is really. So beautifully dope. done and like uh, you know i got called i got called about it last minute through circumstances and yeah. they were like oh by the way we're gonna have you on television and you have lines and oh you're gonna God. have to intro the show and you're Talk gonna talk about anxiety and you're gonna be v, the voice vog the voice of god i was oh, like wow and like it was in two weeks and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> i hate to do it like again i hate being on this be even doing this i've gotten i've had to got <laughs> I've gotten used to like doing podcasts and right. we're talking to friends, but like, oh my god, on camera, shit! I was nervous. I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna do this. Yeah, like I freeze up on stage. <laughs> so I literally like no, but luckily my but my wife does this shit. Like right, she's, she's a pro. So she put me on with her with this um coach Marky who does um who like like coaches a lot of like people who are hosting. And stuff. Okay, so I did a, I did one session with her, and I just went over and memorized the script, and it was dope. It was dope. Like I went. Went fine, teleprompter. It some sometimes didn't show up, and I had to just say <laughs> no, I, no, no. You have to memorize this shit. Oh my! God. But again, I said it show up. You're like, what was? Like it? they said, the teleprompter's gonna be right there, and I look, and it's like the teleprompter's not there. Like what? <laughs> no, no. But like no, no. But the chat to the producers show they were amazing and really helpful. But like yeah, so you just again once you memorize some thing enough, it's like yeah. you just so it, yeah, it went off without a hitch. Right. Dope. So it was a really dope experience and like yeah definitely amazing but yeah we did that I've done um, Puff's fiftieth birthday we right DJ a saw bunch that that looked crazy did a bunch of yeah his fiftieth birthday was one of the that's one of the craziest events I've ever why at. everybody and their mother like everybody it's like a, I, you ever think people think about a, like these events it's like every like no they're not like that it's like there would yeah. be like a couple people that you right. know famous people and like it's just a bunch of regular right people but no every like i'm like it's like kobe and like beyonce jay-z like they're all like on the dance floor and shit it's oh fucking dope so i did i dj that with cassidy and d nice and kenny burns so i've kind of opened the thing and then they went on and did mary j blige performed and all these people but then Incredible. there was an after party and like the pool house. He's got this little okay, and that was more intimate. It was like all red, and I remember like that shit was in 
insane. So imagine like it's a ma- one party happened. It was like thousand like right thousand people like a big real party, and then the the pool house is like two hundred, but oh my packed. God. Yeah, and that shit went to like seven eight in the morning. I oh mean, oh my god! I remember I was DJing, and then that's um, pressure too because you want to keep them going and you want to be happy. I've been this is nine o'clock. It's like yo, what are I, you playing at that point? Got to see your history. <laughs> no, and so nine o'clock I played to like nine to like maybe eleven, and right. then like we hung out, me and Kiss hung out. I'm drinking, and then like around two o'clock I was like, I went to the pool house, and me, Kiss, and Damien were like sitting there chilling, and I'm playing like eighties music. I just had a mix on. And then around three, four o'clock, people started walking in. Wow! And I was like, and I was like, kind of like, I'm, I'm so fucked up right now. I don't. Know <laughs> and that shit spinning. just. I was so fucked up. Let me tell you, this is a funny story. I was so fucked up that like I'm playing. Wait a minute. And like it started to get packed, like ushers in there, and then I see Ray J. So I'm playing. Wait a minute, and like yeah. the DJs rocking. Like I'm thinking, <laughs> of, I'm thinking of killing it, right? So then like I cut the song off. Before Lil Kim's thing, for whatever reason, I'm like, good. And literally, my wife looked, taps me, like, what the fuck are you, what are you doing? I was like, and I look over, and right next to Ray J's Lil Kim. I was oh. like, she's probably waiting. I was, I was like, oh my God. I was like, I, to this day, I still cringe at that moment. But, oh, that's horrible. But you know, the party went off amazing. And then, you know, Jay, so I get off at like six, seven o'clock, and then Jay Murphy, shot to him, he goes on, and the party's still fucking going. I was like, Dude, we were outside. Crazy. We were outside the crib, like sitting on the cur- like sitting on the curb. Like people are like, "What? <laughs> this is yeah, was, yeah, that, yeah." Listen, that was that was an epic, epic, epic night. Yo, that's legendary. Yeah, but we've done yeah. So we've done like yeah, we've we've done a lot of like celebrity parties and it's been fun. Yeah, again, it's like amazing. It's good to see people let their hair down and right. you know yeah. have a good time. Crazy man. All right, well. Uh, we can, uh, I'm sure we could have a part two with a lot of other stories too, oh, yeah. but uh, <laughs> is there any other stuff you want to touch on or um, let people know about maybe future things coming up, things you're working on? Well, I mean, yeah, obviously the, the show, that's kind of like the, the major show, project. And I mean, I guess let people know where they can find you, you yeah, know, website and social media. So website is um, djmos.com. Okay. Which I finally got after... Years <laughs> It takes a while sometimes I um, know I still can't get DJ Spider Spelled out normally Dot com DJ like, Spider dot com There's a guy Who like literally Who likes There's spiders. a guy That's called DJ Spider I guess oh, really? That like Is like no I won't sell it to you Like I don't know it's, What's happening like, He's just like I'm, I have it I'm on like I have some alert That tells me When it expires And it does, You know He always like, redoes it Like there's a guy Like Calvin Harris Like I'm not giving it to you I'm right. Calvin Harris Yeah like, I'm like okay yeah, but I'm Thanks kinda, a lot I'm kind of doing but it I'm kind of Calvin Harris though Yeah <laughs> I'm kind of DJ Spider though, but okay, exactly. whatever. Um, so yeah, djmos.com, Twitter at djmos, um, Instagram at djmos, and SoundCloud djmos six. Yeah, Twitch djmos mos six. Okay, I can't get those. Those guys are not giving it to me. <laughs> Maybe Twitch you could get. Come on, djmos six. Yeah, I don't. There's a djmos in like Russia. Oh. He's and like, there's a DJ Mr. Best in Russia. You know, we were talking about Ryan Mr. Best. Yeah. There's a dude that sort of like 
based his whole life off him, like in Russia, and he, he like takes Ew. his shit and like posts it on the Instagram. But he's a real guy, so he posts pictures of himself, and he got tattooed on his whole forearms. DJ Mr. Best, fuck out of here. And I'm like, you, it's the Russian version of that you, beats, dude. That like, beats my story. I was gonna say like, I during pan, I found a, some DJ. There's another DJ in the West that literally took my logo. Oh, I've had a few. And DJ has it on like, took his my laptop, logos. and like I was yeah. like. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I've seen there's a few of them in different countries that have taken my old logos, my new logos. <laughs> okay, I'm glad I'm not alone. I can't even like, yeah, because DJ Spider. Little did I know when I, you know, back in the day, like, it's very standard kind of thing. I feel like people could think of that all yeah, it's over, not, like, you know. It's not so, like, yeah. I don't know. Somehow I got the. But Emerson in Russia, he's like more like he's like does dance music and okay. like real like, electronic like right kind of. Interesting That's music. so funny Yeah so um, Dope Alright well you got any uh, Kind of last words Or words of advice For DJs out there I feel like all we've been giving Is words of advice I know advice we have whole, honestly This is one of those podcasts I feel like we just did, We just, we just gave like, you mad gems You gotta You guys gotta subscribe to us <laughs> Welcome to, yeah, Thank you for coming to our TED Talk <laughs> This is our uh, You know uh, I can't even think No right but I'm I so think tired. The, I mean, Seminar Parting part, like, part words I would say um, Yeah just you know, all all, all you up up and coming DJs, just just keep at it. Just you know, understand like this is a business and like treat yeah. it that way. And uh, you know, this is honestly one of the best times to be to be a creator and a DJ. Like there's yep. so many opportunities online. Twitch is still a thing. Yeah. People are still making money off Twitch, and people are still tuning in. So like, you know, whatever it is, whatever genre of music or whatever it is that you're playing, just you know, if that's what you love. You know, stick stick with it. It will happen. You yeah. just have to be consistent and be smart. That's it. That's the truth. That's Boom. Yeah. Amen. Boom. That's <laughs> it. Just be happy with what you're doing, man. You got to be happy. That's true. Um, all right, yo. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for having me. Coming in. This is fun. And, uh, yeah, super fun. And uh, we could have gone on forever, but I've been trying to shorten the podcast for you guys, all the listeners out there, so you don't have to listen to it in, like, ten different sections. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, go check out DJ MOS and um, see you soon. I'll yes, see you. Brother, yeah. Hopefully, maybe we'll hang this weekend or something. Dude, let's, come, let's hang out Friday with your kids. Yeah. yeah. All right. Peace. Peace. All right. Thank you, DJ MOS, for coming on the show. That was incredible. We probably could have gone for another couple hours, but... Uh, We'll make it a part two. We'll have them come back sometime. Um, the 20 Podcast is produced by BeatSource. Join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. I'm DJ Spider signing off. Peace. And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.